This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Sup, donkeys? Happy Wednesday. Junkies, come to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM in Richmond, VA. And we are streaming live on the Odyssey app wherever you may be. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. We're brought to you by Crop Metcalf, official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Looking to be their next five-star HVAC technician or plumber. Just visit CropMetcalf.com and you can join their team today. We thank you for tuning in this Wednesday morning, February 21st, 2024. I'm John Paul Flame, joined by Johnny Cakes Allville. Good morning, all. Hello. Happy Wednesday to you. Jason Bishop is here as hump well. Day. Hump day. It is a hump day. And you said yesterday mm-hmm. that last night's Capitals game was huge for them. Mm-hmm. They and all are. they came up huge against the Devils. <laughs> Six goals. That doesn't old... happen that often from the Washington Capitals. Let me get the OB tracker. Let me you got tick two this thing from uh, two from Mikey. Yeah, Connor McMichael. Who? That's right. Somebody tweeted us at Junks Radio. You can always tweet us. Tweeted us that Joe B lit a fire under Mikey because oh, we did. were talking about Connor McMichael with ah. Joe Beninati yesterday. Very good. Yeah. And he said that he had a long stretch there mm. where he was cold. Mm-hmm. But now there's more pressure on him to produce because you've got no backy, you got no koozie. So Connor McMichael, who's still young, yeah. not a rookie, had an amazing goal Second and then goal. scored another one. And yeah. then Ovi caught fire later in the game yeah, and scored go. not one, but two. His, his last one came with like 20 seconds left in the game. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fine. I, I don't care when they come as long as they... Keep coming. Yeah, they're coming. They're Just starting to come on a regular basis now. So this is the, and Stromer scores all the time. Stromer is, I mean, what what, just, what a good investment by Brian McClellan to bring him in a year and a half. I think I don't think he's been here two full seasons yet. Yeah. But he brought him in on a one-year deal, said, oh, I'm going to re-ink this guy. This guy this guy's good. like a cornerstone type of guy. And, yeah, he's having a, a really successful campaign. And hopefully the best, they keep it going. Yeah. The best part about it is. This happens the night before we interview Coach Carberry. Yeah, He'll exactly. join us at 7 o'clock. Fantastic. Yep. Always better to have Coach on after a win. That yes, timing. sir. I like talking to him after wins. Definitely better. But, yes, yeah, so right now 58 points, two back of the Islanders and Devils. Um, but still, 
you know, considerably f- further back for a playoff spot. Yeah, still have work to do. Their next game is it's it's another mini playoff game because they're chasing they're they're playing a team that they're chasing for the wild card in Tampa. Tampa yeah. right now holds the number one wild card spot of the two. Mm-hmm. So if if they can somehow get another two points against a team that they're chasing in the standings, it, it's a great sign for this team. Now, look, they're not going to score six goals every time out. It's a right. rarity. Right. I believe it's only they were on fire. I believe it's night. only the second six goal output for them all season. <laughs> and weirdly enough, it was against the Devils early in the season where they erupted for six goals. They the, do it again last the night. The way I look at it is just catch the Flyers. We were talking to Joe B yesterday mm-hmm. about just finishing third in the Metro. Yeah, and the Flyers are that team right now with sixty five points. So they're they're seven back of the Flyers, but. The Flyers have lost a couple in a row, so they're not separating themselves even more. So, and, and the Flyers also have two more games played. Caps have yeah. two games in hand against them, so that's that's pretty big. So that's just the target right there for yep. me, because in the Atlantic, those top five teams are probably going. I don't think Buffalo is going to get there. So that that's the team you should be chasing, the Flyers. Good. I like to grasp, Jason. I told you yesterday. I know, but I'm it's, in it's, official grasp mode. It's still a long capitals. uphill climb. I understand. I, but, I get it, but uh, to win but a couple to, in a row, I need to good. grab onto something. We're in, we're in a, a DC sports wasteland at this point. Yeah, I, I need to grab onto the Caps and hope they can they can bring me a little bit of playoff joy. It's always it's always for. fun to to look forward to a best of seven. Just first give round. me a series or give, two. Give you a series. Just give me a taste of the playoffs again. I but, need it. But they're going to have to go on a like I said yesterday, go yeah. on a run of winning five out of six, six yep. out of seven. I don't know if they can. I now, agree. Tampa tomorrow night, and then in Florida, so they got a, a Florida swing uh, Thursday, Saturday, and then yeah. they come back home. Florida, they have won six straight, so that team is on fire yeah. atop the Eastern Conference right now with 78 points. Well, the way I look at it is it could have continued to go the other way, mm-hmm. right, where they only won two games in 10. Yep. And yep. if that continued, then we don't even have a sweat. <laughs> oh, then no. they become irrelevant. It's sell time. That, they then... were trending towards irrelevance. Yeah. Ovi's gotten hot. Mm-hmm. What is it, eight goals in the last eight games? He's got a, a, Sounds right. I think it's a nine-game point streak, too. So he's on a heater. And winning their last couple of games has made them relevant again. Whether or not they actually make it to the playoffs, we have still plenty of time. We have a sweat. That's Correct. all you can ask for at this point. Just get a sweat and grasp, and hopefully they can they can chalk up some wins against wild card opponents ahead of them in the wild card stand. Keeps you interested in each yes. game. Yes, because you know if they got fifty two points right now. Then you don't even yeah, care. I mean, if they're down with the the real dregs of the league, like Montreal and Ottawa with 52 and 49 points, we, we wouldn't care. Now, that being said, to make up seven points, you know, in late February, that's yeah. going to be hard to do. Sure. Sorry, I was on tilt early in the show because I have a double verification process okay. for my email. Mm-hmm. I need to quit that. Two I understand that. Two-factor authentication. That yes. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I got a call from San Jose, California, okay. and it was to give me my verification code. I need to figure out a way you know to what? make it easier. I'm okay with one-factor authentication. I don't need two-factor. I don't need two steps to get into whatever my phone, email, whatever it might be. Usually, it's, it's a text message. Like, for work, we have a two- yeah. If you ever go on your work email, I do, we I do try, have a two-factor verification. I do go on the work email, and I, I just look at all of the emails I get from people pitching the the world's worst and least interesting 
guests. Like, uh, like, I mean, you wouldn't. I believe. wouldn't know. I haven't checked it. I mean, in months. I just. It's just. I just. It's look trouble. At it. It's yeah. It's just a way. A complete and utter wasteland of, of emails. Mm. Just please stop sending them. And it doesn't help to unsubscribe because then more just keep coming. In. It, it doesn't matter. You can't. You can't fend them off. It's like. It's like in 300. Well, I mean, King Leonidas did what he could, but he had a very small <laughs> army, and eventually he was defeated. So hold on. So they, they called you instead of texting you for the verification Well, code? because for whatever reason, look, I'm still using Yahoo Mail. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. Guilty. <laughs> Takes us to. Yahoo Mail. Yeah, I, I have a Gmail account. By the way. But I use Yahoo Mail. That's my main Yahoo mail. Yahoo is good for three things, in my, in my opinion, in my world. Yahoo is good for three things. Mm-hmm. One, email. Two, finance. Three, and most important, fantasy football. Yeah. I mean, what else? I would, would agree. Why else would you ever go on Yahoo? I mean, are there other reasons to use that service? If you have another reason, please let me know. I'm just stuck with it. Look, I graduated from AOL. Right. <laughs> and we know people who still use their AOL email sure. account. Yep. I moved to Yahoo, and then when everybody moved over to Gmail, I just didn't make the move. Right. I think for my book, I have a Gmail account, Mm -hmm. but I never use it. Nobody else knows that Gmail address, so I'm not really getting emails from that Gmail. And then we have the work one, Mm -hmm. which is a Gmail, but none of us really use the work one. We just use it to stay alive with Odyssey. We log in so that we (laughs) don't get locked out of the system. Correct. That's the only reason we ever go in there. But I get some sort of uh, two-factor authentication. I'd love to go back to one-factor authentication where I just use my password. Yeah. Because it offers a couple of ways to verify. And one of them is through text message, and that's what I would prefer. And every time I hit that, I wait for the five or six numbers to come mm-hmm. via text, and I don't get it. Yeah. So I don't know if they have my wrong phone number, whatever the deal is. Yeah, I don't I, I don't, don't get it. You know so what? then I tried a different one, and now I'm getting calls from San Jose, California. Also yeah. a message. This is a message straight to Elon Musk, who now owns Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. I don't need two-factor authentication for that either. Because every time I, log, I I open up the Twitter app, it asks, do you want to do two-factor authentication? And I say, no, thank you. Not interested. I'm good with my phone as it is. It's hard enough to get in just using my password because it won't recognize my – it doesn't recognize this beautiful face when I look down into the, into the phone. I have have a, have well, I'm glad I don't have to deal with that because my Gmail, I got zero verification. Do you have a place where you Zero. store your passwords? Right here. <laughs> this is where I store them. Okay. No, the answer is no, and I'm clearly lying. So, <laughs> yes, I do. I'll, 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 I'll readily admit it's probably the worst thing you can do. Yeah. I was saving all of my passwords in my notes on my phone. <laughs> yeah. Not so a th- great idea. So then when my, when my uh, phone broke yeah. and I had to get a new phone, lost them all. Oh, no. All well, of them. And then you have to start another, the whole process again. Mine are saved in another place. I'm not going to say where it is, mm-hmm. but they're very vulnerable is all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. So vulnerable. I mean, so easy to steal. <laughs> I, I should be better about it, but they're super vulnerable. If anybody wanted to hack me and take all my passwords, it's, it's pretty easy. I'm, I'm making it pretty easy for them. 
I, I know you shouldn't do this, but my, all of my passwords are pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, so mine. <laughs> I mean, there might be a couple, there might be a number yeah. here d- that's different, but they're yeah. all pretty much the same. And, and anytime a website suggests, hey, you want to use this strong password, yeah. and it's XY, pound sign, question mark, J67, I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Why, would I, why would I use that? I'm going to use the set, like you, like you said, I'm going to use. One or two that I always like tweak a little bit. Your kids' shift, birthdays. Shift it around. <laughs> yeah. So, again, when I get my identity stolen, which has already happened, when That's it happens right. again, right. I I shouldn't be shocked. By the way, I'm, I'm so, intrigued by note, the password thing. I have to tell I have to tell our accountant in a, in about a week when I have our weekly me- our yearly meeting for taxes that somebody has stolen my identity and filed unemployment claims in Washington D.C. Mm. And I got a tax I got a tax form for, for that, that person. Yeah. And I've I've never filed unemployment claims in D.C. But somebody that's clearly trying to steal this silly identity is doing is doing that. So that's just something I'm going to have to deal with. He's another John Auville. No, no, he's I don't know the person, but he's using my information. To get unemployment checks from DC to the tune of like twenty seven hundred bucks. Yeah, that's a pain in the neck. <laughs> I just know great. I don't even attempt to do anything with all my tax forms. I just receive them. That's what I do. And then I put them in a pile. Yep. And then when I meet with the accountant, I say, here's my stuff. Exactly. It's pretty much the same routine. Every that- once in a while I'll go through his checklist because he sends a checklist. I, know, I used to do that. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. If I miss something. He'll just email me or he'll call me and, and say, I need X, Y, and Z. I'm but like, my okay. taxes are far more complicated than yours because you'll get out of there in an hour. Oh, yeah. I'm usually there for two hours, and last year I had to come back. Mm. I'm not looking forward to that. Gotta send, but I send mine out to Portland. <laughs> How did that yeah. start? Is that a family member? It's a family. It's my uncle. He's a CPA out there in a, in a firm, and he takes care of all my taxes. Does Has been actually, for years. Does he actually charge you? Or oh, yeah, yeah. Dis- like I get a friend's, discount? I get a friends and family rate. Yeah, very nice. But no, I, I believe me, I get charged. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure you do. Might not be as much as what Richard Simmons is charging well, me. I mean, I mean, that guy is. But I got it. Yeah, I just got to send him off sometime in the next do few it. weeks. Get those taxes done. Get that get that money coming back. All right. As I mentioned, Spencer Carberry is going to join us, the head coach of the Washington Capitals. He will join us at seven. Caps have won two in a row. They're trying to get back into the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference as we are closing in on March. And once you hit March, then the race is on oh, for the playoffs. Go times. Go time, baby. So we will talk to the head coach of the Washington Capitals a little bit later in the show. We're going to play some hit or hurting. Ooh. Beyonce has a country song. Are we in or are we out? All right. If you want to chime in throughout the show, you can always call us on the MGM National Harbor listener lines at 800-636-1067. Same number for the Thompson Creek Windows text machine. Standard message and data charges may apply. You can tweet us at Junks Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 The Fan in Richmond. Also 105.1 in Richmond. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app. Quick game for you guys. Okay. I like games. My driver's side window All right. is broken. Okay. Over the weekend. Not the windshield, the actual window. The window. Okay. 
that you use the, electronically like a, the switch, now. The so switch it's not won't operational. Work. It won't go up or down, is what you're saying. Here's what used to or happen. The glass is cracked. I, a I few quite... weeks ago, the glass, actually for several weeks, when it would rain outside, let's say I went to a drive-thru. Mm-hmm, yeah. I hit the button. Okay. It comes down nice and fast. Sure. And then I get my food from the drive-thru. Mm-hmm. I put it inside the car. Yeah. I hit the button. It goes halfway up and would shoot down. Oh. Halfway up and shoot down. Til- Eventually, til- maybe oh. the fourth or fifth time, it would go up all the way. Right. Then, the last several weeks, as I just kicked that can down the road, mm-hmm. it started crawling up. Oh. Mm. And finally, over the weekend, it got stuck to the point yeah. that I had to drive yeah. on Sunday morning <laughs> to Isabella's swim practice with the window down. Oh, Do you know how cold it was oh, on Sunday morning? 25 degrees. Yeah, 38. Yeah. <laughs> I drove all the way. Mm. To her swim practice with the window down. Yeah. About 15 minutes. It wasn't like I was driving for two hours. You're the polar plunge in your car. And so then after she got settled into practice, mm-hmm. I went back to the car. And it was creepy crawling halfway up. And I pulled it up with my hand okay. <laughs> and got it all the way up because I was not going to drive with sure. the window down. But I finally got my appointment at yeah. the service station. Okay, good. And I got an estimate. The game is how much does it cost to repair a window that doesn't go up? Ooh, okay. Now, I have have a few questions. Mm -hmm. Did you take this to a dealer? I did. So it's a dealer estimate. Okay. I took it to a Subaru dealer. Subaru dealer for... Because I drive a Subaru Ascent. All right. I have have a number I don't even know this. Do you do commercials for that Subaru? I used to for Dulles Motor Cars, but, but I'm not right now. Here's my okay. guess. You need a, a car deal. My guesstimate yes. on your That's estimate, you $950 to repair your window. I'll go 951 <laughs> Cakes is almost all over it. Yeah. I, I think it was 879 something like that. Okay. But, I mean, it's in that ballpark. Wow. It was just under 1000 It's like they say, we charge them 1000 but yeah. we're not. We're gonna we're gonna bump it down a little bit so it doesn't yeah. feel as bad as it is. Right. Yeah. To be four figures. Mm. But what are you gonna do? I mean, you you got to pay for you it. You need an operational window. I mean, you need the window to go up and down. I told my family this week. I said, I can't go to a drive-through this week. <laughs> I can't risk it. <laughs> <laughs> First world problems. Boo hoo! You actually have to get out of your car. See, he's laughing about it. Food. I would be distraught. I would yeah, not yeah. be laughing about it. Yeah, but I mean, I would like, be very upset. You'd be upset, but again, what? Like, what is your recourse? What It would what still make me angry. You do? Nothing you have to do, but it would make yeah, me angry. Right. <laughs> Just set you off. Yes. You put you on if the, I had to pay 900 bucks for some stupid stilts. window. Yeah. An awful car. Right. <laughs> it's a bad beat. Yes, but certainly. as Cake said, what are you going to do? Yep. Uh, the, the, no, you have to. So why get angry about it? So hold on. It, was it? I'm, I missed it. Is it currently down or up? I got it up. It's up and I now? had they didn't have the part yesterday. Right. They gave me the estimate. And they said, Well, do you want to leave your car here <laughs> until Thursday when the part arrives? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to come pick it up? <laughs> I have to go to work. Yeah, I mean, I'll be back. Yeah. When do you close? Right. Seven. Okay. I have basketball price from five to six. I'll get there. And so it's I the, picked up my car. You said it's driver's side or passenger? Driver's side. Driver's side. Well, you it could. is the drive-through side. Yeah, well, like I was going to say. Started. I mean, I know that you love the drive-throughs, but you could just leave it up forever for, for the life of the vehicle and never pay for the <laughs> the fix. I mean, you could do that. 
So save yourself nine hundred bucks. Do like, that? I would, I would ponder it. I wouldn't do that. But I would like, definitely ponder it. I that. roll my window down so infrequently because I allergies just kill me. I need air conditioning. It's like I can't drive around in spring and summer with the windows down. Yeah, I don't but do that like, either. The, the only time I ever really put the windows down is if I'm at McDonald's or just fill in the name of the fast food spot. If I'm at Wendy's. Correct. It's the only time I need to use that, that every function on my car. once in a while if you see somebody that you know on the street and they give you the wave high to start oh, a conversation no that would <laughs> gotta hit the button you never stop for anybody never happened Valdez is never Valdez is looking at you like you are et i know where, you never where you... pass somebody who wants to say hello and you pull over never. your car where for a second what is this never. the 1950s are you, are you living you, in pleasantville are you i did it yesterday what are you yeah. talking about he did it yesterday I that's did. never happened to me in 53 years of life on this planet. You know what? You're not friendly. You have a reputation of being friendly. friendly. You're not. I couldn't be friendlier. But if I'm in my car <laughs> and I'm driving through. Well, the- you also basically live on an interstate highway. I do live on a busy street. So you street. don't live. You kind of have a neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. But not really. No, like you I don't have a- cul-de-sacs. I live on a drag strip. JP's there's like no- Ned Flanders. There's no chance that I can just. If I see a-, a neighbor like down the block. Like I'm sure I know people that aren't on my block. I don't. And if I were to see them, mm-hmm. I can't just throw my hazards on and stop in the middle of my street because I would get run over. Right, right. I would get run over or I would cause like a pile up. I just can't do it. And uh, like if I'm driving through the, the main strip of the city I live in, the town, whatever you want to call it, I don't. I don't so think that I'm never ever, occurs. What if you're I'm, driving through a parking lot I mean, in a shopping center, you see somebody or a school parking lot? I, don't I know. mean,. Not that I can recall. Okay. <laughs> I did it yesterday driving in my neighborhood. There was someone behind me that I that I recognized, and I just I rolled my window down. I stuck my <laughs> hand out, and she rolled up next to me. I just talked to her for 20 seconds. Are you guys living in a Happy Days <laughs> episode? What is yeah, that? You don't have a true neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. We have cul-de-sacs. Yeah. I have a, a neighbor who probably... I talk to him most now. He's the one who stops. Like, if he sees me in yeah. my driveway, he stops almost 100% of the time. He's coming from, he's a country club guy, yeah. so he's coming from Lakewood. Mm-hmm. He'll stop over, and then he'll initiate a two- to three-minute conversation. Oh, it's find, pleasant. I would find that annoying. Do you, the, <laughs> just, the, the, person, the person that I talk See, to. See, you're not friendly. <laughs> you know what? I'm not as friendly as you. You're right. I'm just, I'm certainly not. Which is kind of a shocker, because... Out of the four of us, I, w- I would think you, you and JP are close. You would rank number one on the friendly. I think JP is poll. super. He has superseded me in friendliness. But think about this small world, especially with strangers. Were you living How are they in strangers? College Park? Were you living in College Park <laughs> when the girl across the street killed Barney the dog? I had moved out. Okay, very, but you, EB lived in that house for a long time. I lived there for slightly over a year. Okay, you lived and there. the roaches weren't there when I was there. Okay, so, so, so you were the there in thing? College Park for a year. Yeah. <laughs> but so Barney was not there when you were living. No. All right. But again, the story is you guys had a dog named Barney, not you, but Eric and the, the roommates had a dog named Barney. Colonel had a dog. Steve Colonel. And who then lived he there. left. But that was post me living there. Cakes' brother moved in for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, right. So across the street were a bunch of girls. Yes. Who ended, one of the girls ended up taking the dog. Correct. Barney. And that Barney, the dog, used to bite. The mailman all the time. Right. Right? That yes. happened multiple times. Very cliche, that Barney. Um, multiple times. Yeah. Was friendly to people mm-hmm. out of uniform, but did not like people in uniform. Sure. Well, the woman 
the girl at the mm-hmm. time, I don't know, she was probably a junior or senior at Maryland, had the dog put down. Yes. The, she killed the dog. She killed the dog, and the the whole house was distraught. Oh, yeah. You remember that. Yeah. EB was taking care of the dog because our roommate at the time, who you went to high school with, mm-hmm. who was friends with all of us mm-hmm. uh, to some extent, I don't know what went on in his life, but he just, like, left. Right. He he lived there after I lived there. I was aware yeah, of him moving sort of in. Crisis, but he apparently. just left in the middle of the night and left the dog, left there. The dog there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you guys didn't want to take care of the dog. No one wanted the responsibility. No, they're in college. They All they cared about was getting hammered and uh, right. not failing out so of So the school. girl across the street <laughs> said, I'll do it. I'll take it. Yeah. I think her name was Kate. Well, anyway, small world. I met a woman on on Saturday night. <laughs> Who lived with Kate in College Park? <laughs> she lived across the street. So she knew about the dog. That's of bizarre. course, <laughs> that is a weird. That's a weird circumstance. And she lived in that house. And I met her on Saturday night. She lives in my neighborhood. <laughs> that's such a small world. By the way, you're friendlier than Cakes. Everybody knows Hold that. On, I'm, just, I'm plummeting all the way down you're the rankings. Down third the rankings now. now yeah, because Jason talks to a lot of people. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't depends think he's on, that friendly. He's not that friendly. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> hey, come on. What are we talking about here? Man, at worst, uh, it depends on the day. At worst, it's a coin flip from me over him. Anyway. Outside I, of work, he socializes with a lot more people than you. That may that may be true. And That's I think that, probably the case. And I think that is being friendly. Mm. Now, he's surly, too. <laughs> yep. He's more surly than you. Yeah. But at times, I'm, I'm he's grumpy. friendly. Yeah. I'm definitely a grumpy. I think your neighborhood's not set up for the stop and talk. Oh, it's definitely not set up for that. Because I live on the main street. I live on the main strip. Because if I drive down, I am actually on the main strip, yeah. but it's a bunch of cul-de-sacs. But if I drive by a couple houses, you know, I got a couple buddies. Mm. And if they're there, you might stop. And I don't need to put hazard lights on. Mm-hmm. Oh, you just I, stop I would... in the middle of the street. Yeah, you're, you're and then cars different. will drive around you. It's not, we got a pretty big street. And you say, what's up? Yeah, well, that, up? that's not the setup of my neighborhood. It's completely but different. I didn't really ponder Jason's scenario of not fixing the window. If I stop, That would take a lot of discipline, too. <laughs> yeah. Because if I just slipped up one time. Right, natural reaction you know, is to, yeah. Six months from now, let's yeah. say I'm resolute. Mm-hmm. Not doing any drive-thrus. I am not opening this window. And then all of a sudden, six months from now, something happens. Yeah, you forget. And I click it. Then it's stuck. Sure. Mm-hmm. Then, then you'd become the weirdo that parks their car, walks into a fast food establishment, and actually orders their food and takes it out into their car again, hmm. which doesn't happen a lot, but I'm sure I'm sure it happens to some extent. Well, I've done that on occasion because there are certain <clears throat> places that have really slow drive-throughs, yeah. and sometimes you'll see a ridiculously long drive-through line and you kind of peek inside and like, there's nobody in there. Yeah, let me just go to the counter. Mm-hmm. Or I do something which you don't do. I eat inside. Um, ESPN Plus came out with a free agency list with fits for the top 50 players. And it's interesting because there's been some news here on the uh, free agency front and the cap front. Yeah. It's reported that the NFL salary cap may bump up to about $250 million. From what? I think, it, I, think the, I think the I think the estimate was right around two forty. So it doesn't seem like a big deal. But it's actually add another ten million dollars when the Commanders were all already situated better than any other team in the NFL in terms of free agency. They could have over eighty million dollars to spend 
in free agency. Hmm. Free agency is going to start in about a month, right? March 15th. I believe the tags, that date has started. Certain teams can franchise tag certain players depending on the rules. That, that'll that shake out here over the next couple of weeks. Um, what do you think are the areas that the commanders address via free agency? They could attack quarterback well, I, I in free agency. I think their their top option free agency wise would be offensive line. Like that I mean it needs to be shored up probably 3 or, or 4 positions I think secondary. Need to be upgraded. I think offensive line certainly, but I think secondary and edge rusher. So this mm-hmm. goes by the ranking of yep. the players. Because in the secondary you you could lose Curl and Fuller, right? right? You don't want to draft more young guys yeah, because I mean, you drafted two last year. Now one of them really never played Mm -hmm. and the other one when he played he wasn't that great so i would think you'd want a veteran or two in there to help kind of solidify that unit i don't think you want to draft more guys in the secondary so i would say secondary has got to be pretty close to offensive line i would think edge rushers in the mix too because you've got no chase no montez sweat i understand you have a draft but you're not going to be able to address everything in the draft so espn has it ranked in order of the best players So Chris Jones, number one, DT, they say best team fit, KC, where he is. Mm -hmm. Josh Allen, edge rusher, Jacksonville, they say best team fit, the Jaguars. Kirk Cousins, number three, quarterback, they have him going to Atlanta. Mm. What's kind of interesting here, they don't have any of the top 20 guys going to Washington. And Washington has money to spend. They have the top guard going to the 49ers. His name's Robert Hunt. Uh Valdez, do you know where they have Chase Young going? Ooh. Oh, don't say the Ravens. Oh, no. Oh, he, he does not strike me as a Ravens type of player. Like, the sentence is here. Him loafing, and, the, and uh, they're going to be on his ass. I could see Young signing a one-year deal to play in Baltimore. Ooh, it's just speculation, right? Well, remember, I, I uh, have an embargo about talking <laughs> right. Ravens, That's but true. I will say that... that <laughs> That the uh, the Ravens and Young have been linked together for like a year I now. I remember like trade rumors yeah. about him. Ever, going yeah, there ever too. since the yeah. trade deadline, it seems like reporters and and writers and analysts kind of want to put him on the Ravens mm. squad. I will say he had a, I thought a pretty good at least first half in the Super Bowl. I mean, he had a sack. He also forced an intentional I know. grounding. And then he, then he kind of just disappears. Yeah, um, well, the whole defense disappeared. Yeah, I, I don't know if that would be a good fit. Is or it not. is it weird that? As a fan, I would rather have Kyle Van Noy back on a one-year deal than Chase Young. <laughs> no. Probably. I mean, is, does Kyle Van Noy take a lot of plays off? No. I'm guessing he doesn't. Yeah, he had no. seven and a That's half sacks he's, last he's had year. a long and pretty successful NFL career. Or even Jadavion Clowney Probably. again. Yeah. I think you'd rather have both of those guys. Clowney's a free agent? Uh, I think he is. Yeah, I believe so. I, he and uh, Van Noy are, are mm. both free agents. So out of these top 50 prospects, they don't have the commanders taking anybody in the top 20. But at number 22, they have the commanders snagging Jonah Jackson, a guard. So there you go. So you upgrade, protection. Upgrade the middle of your offensive line, the interior. He was with I the like Lions that. last season. He posted a 92.3% pass block win rate. Didn't he get hurt in the playoffs? I think he, he suffered an injury. He's an interior guy, yeah. so you would get a guard there. And then Jason said secondary. 
the 25th-ranked player, according to ESPN, in terms of free agents, Kyle Duggar, safety. So there you would get your secondary help. Yeah. So they addressed that. Not from the Duggar family. That was on, <laughs> Not from that lineage of Duggars. He's had uh, four seasons with the Patriots, 343 tackles, nine interceptions, two forced fumbles, two and a half sacks. And then, this one's kind of interesting, Cakes' guy... Antonio Gibson's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The assumption is they're going to move on. Yeah, I don't see him staying here. They're going to move on from Antonio Gibson. No more Gibby. So what do they do at running back? Of course, you still have Robinson. Yeah. Brian Robinson. Don't but they have else. the commanders picking up from the division. Uh, yes. Do you know who it is? I think yep. I know who it is. I think his initials his name, are His name TP. rhymes with? His name rhymes with Shoney Pollard. Yes, Tony Pollard. <laughs> I mean, that that starts giving me a little bit of blood flow if you're a Commanders fan because you don't want Tony Pollard to be like a 20-touch guy. I mean, you can let Brian Robinson be the hammer. be Kind of like he's kind of like Jameer Gibbs-ish to David Montgomery because Robinson would be, would be the, the lead back. But then Pollard, you sprinkle in with some receptions out of the backfield. Uh, he also will, is he definitely the backup to Robinson because Pollard's had two would, straight. I think they'd work in thousand tandem. yard seasons. Yeah, I, I think it would be in tandem. Yeah. But I almost think Pollard would be the Maybe lead. He would be Isn't he lead more accomplished than he Robinson? Is, but I, I think that the days of like workhorse running backs outside of like Derrick Henry, like yeah. those over. days, you need are kind two. Of fading. Yeah, you, you need, need two, if not three. The yeah. problem with Pollard is look at his yards per rush from last year to this year. <laughs> yeah, when he, when he got a full load. He got the full load, and he was coming it off. The, he was coming off the the injury too, the ankle injury. So it went from I believe five point three yards per rush when Zeke was there, yeah. to four point zero yards per rush last year, right. which is not. You know great. who else I kind of yeah, like on, the, on the free agent list and the running backs? I like Zach Moss. I, Zach I like, Moss, I like Zach when, Moss. When Jonathan Taylor went down, he put up some bomb games for the. Colts. Now, I mean, he might be a little cheaper than a Pollard, but yeah. he he was averaging like. Almost five yards of carry. Yeah, he had some really he, good. Games. He was an effective piece for the Colts. Even yeah. though we pay a lot of attention to the draft rumors and mock drafts, and Adam Peters and the organization definitely has to focus on the draft and quarterback. There are gonna be a lot of moves here in free agency that kicks off March fifteenth. We're less than a month away, cakes, and they've got eighty million dollars to spend. Love it. So they're in a good. And spot. they're gonna spend every cent of it. Good. They should. <clears throat> Why would you? Why would you hoard hoard your salary cap no, money? No, they're in a good. They're money. in a good position. High spend draft. It. High draft picks. A lot of money to spend. I'm not saying it equals a playoff spot next year. Be but. the opposite of Jason Bishop. Spend all the money. That's right. <laughs> if you want to chime in, 800-636-1067. You can call us on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Spencer Carberry, Capitals head coach, joins us at seven. But coming up next, Beyonce has a country song. Is it a hit? Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV, 910 and 105.1 in Richmond and the Odyssey app, wherever you may be. Download the app. You can take us on the go. So my wife teaches um, a bunch of exercise classes at Lifetime Fitness, and she's constantly having to come up with new music, choreography for the classes, and yesterday, she's not the most plugged in to pop culture, neither am I. I don't think any of us really are. Mm-mm. But Far I was it. aware of Beyonce's country song. I even think maybe EB brought it up on the entertainment page last week. But I was aware that she was doing a country thing. And, 
And she came back from her classes and was like, did you hear about Beyonce's song? And we figured why not play it on this show and mm. we'll decide if it's a hit or hurt thing. Now, the reality is it's already number one billboard. Okay. It's a hit. All right. But is it a hit now? Do we world? think we deserve to, these, to be? To these golden ringing ears, <laughs> is it a hit or is it hard? To I put it up on our Instagram page, Sports Junkies Radio on Instagram. You can vote there. Hmm. Um, let's give it a listen. It's called Texas Hold'em. Ooh, I like the title. She's obviously super talented. She's one of the most talented artists in the world. Um, I would never, ever listen to that song. <laughs> not in a billion years. If it, weren't, if it weren't being played for me right now on the show. Yeah, it's not very appealing to me. I don't know about JP. I mean, she it's, has a fine voice. I'm not into yeah. country music, so it could be whoever the number one country artist is yeah. singing that song or Beyonce. It's not going to move me. And I don't know how relatable no, it is. There's no hook. Where's the I, hook? I, I thought in in country music, you, yeah. s- you sing about your truck mm-hmm. and you sing about your you know beer. Look, she, I guess and she's shaking it up. I don't she know. says, lay your cards down, 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 down. Mm-hmm. So park your Lexus. Mm-hmm. Come on, that song's about that song's about lo- country songs are always about love and romance. What are you? Ta- they're not all about beer and trucks, JP. I know you you don't believe that. <laughs> That's All right, it. but how often do the country artists mention their Lexus, a luxury yeah, it's, car? It's a little crossover. I don't know. Not sure. I don't think it's as relatable. That song is do seven well, off suit. But my wife loved it, Lexus. and she said her class loved it. She played it in one of her bar classes, I okay. think. Well, I think Beyonce is very much down male and female lines. Like, a lot of females love Beyonce. I'm sure there's some males that love her, too. Mm-hmm. But I think it's more of a female <clears throat> thing, Beyonce. Per- yeah, you're personally. Right. Yeah, you're probably right. I mean, am, am I way off base there? Like, Look, there more women are into Beyonce than men. For me, and I like country. I mean, I don't go out. You know, I don't go out of my way to listen to it. Right. But I like listen to it when I hear it. Sure. You know, on the golf course or wherever. I don't go to concerts. But this is not appealing to me. Right. That song is not appealing to me. There's no tr- I, there's no true hook that reels me in. I'm right there with you. So to me, it's a hurting. <laughs> <laughs> I've weighed in. Hurting. You know how many Grammys she has? Uh, Forty. A hundred. Doesn't she have over thirty Grammys? She has a lot. I think it's like thirty nine. So or hold 40. on, Matt and Matt, do you like those songs? Actually, it's a great song. 
You like it? It's a, it's a great song. Hold on. It's a great song. I don't know what. Did you fall out of bed this morning? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a great song. It's really good. The only problem, my only problem with it is I think Beyonce, I, I like, I love country music. I probably go to the most country concerts out of everyone here. I'm sure you do. Um, And I, for me, I don't think country music is very sophisticated. Um, Some stuff is, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's very sophisticated music. And I think Beyonce is more sophisticated than the genre she's doing. So I actually think, seems to make so sense. So I think it's kind of a step down for her to do that. Right. But she just literally, on her first try, just crushed a country right. song. Okay. We'll agree to disagree on that. What Dra- if she won? Drabby? What oh, if I- she won album of the year? Wasn't Jay Z's complaint hmm. when what? Taylor Swift was winning album of the year that his wife Beyonce yeah. yes. had won more awards yes. than anybody, but had not won. Even though she has 39 Grammys, she had not won Album of the Year. What yeah. if her first Album of the Year was outside her typical genre hey, and won did, for a country album? If they deem that the best Album of the Year, uh, more power to her if she if she wins a Grammy for that. Mm. Yeah, I think the song's a smash. I, I wouldn't get so caught up on necessarily the awards. I mean, Lexus rhymes with Texas. Right. Sure is why she's saying that. And she's, you know, from a different style of country is... Mm-hmm. is clearly what this is and not all country is i mean that's clearly like pop country yeah, or yeah, it's, it's a pop song yeah it's Disguised like a hybrid is a, is yeah. a country song yeah. it's a smash hit like, I mean, that's trying, clearly she, look, why it's number one di- she's trying something different like it's that's cool she could she could experiment well, it's a smash hit based on the on the on you know on the um charts if it wasn't but, even if it wasn't even charting right now, I'd say it's a smash hit. No, no, but it I, doesn't I like mean that that's song. a great song. It doesn't mean you have to like it just because it's number one. I don't know. If, I know. I heard the song. I, I, and as soon as JP sent over last night, I go, "Oh, Texas Hold'em." That's the song I've been hearing everywhere that right. I've been bobbing my head to. I kind of like it. Oh, you know what on. else is blowing up? I may be a million years to the party. You're, <laughs> you're going to kill oh, me. I can't wait to hear this. I'm going to. But hear- I was listening to pop music yesterday. All right, as I'm driving to and from uh, basketball. Mm-hmm. All right. It's an hour-long practice, and then I had to go to the car dealership. So I was in my car a decent amount. Actually, my wife's car. Mm -hmm. My car was in the shop. Um, I don't know that I'd – I think maybe I'd heard of him, but literally on the way to and on the way back, I heard the same song. And you know the pop stations, they will run a song into the ground. Sure. Are you familiar with Teddy Swims? Nope. No, I I don't know who Teddy Swims is. Couldn't tell you. Teddy Swims is blowing up. Teddy Swims is a big is a big thing. I, What's I guess, the song? What kind I'm, of? It's just pop. I'm forced to believe you. I you thought these me. guys would know more about it. Mike Marr, any any info on Teddy Swims? I got no file on him. You got nothing. I got less than nothing. Nobody knows Teddy Swims. That, that's the first time I've heard Teddy and Swims put next to each other in a sentence. He's got a song that's blowing up. Trust okay. me. I think I heard it three times within two hours. I, I guess I believe you at this point. He kind of looks like, what's the guy's name that uh, that Bickle loves? He's got all the tats. Jelly Roll. Roll. It kind of looks like him a little bit. Okay. Is he a country singer? He looks like a country singer. Uh, he He's, I don't know if he's a. I, I'd, guy, put him, I'd put him almost like Post Malone-ish type of sound. Or Post Malone, yeah, there you go. His genres are R&B, soul, country, pop. All right, he runs so he's the all gamut. over the place. Yeah. Anyway, 
the Beyonce song doesn't seem like it's our cup of tea, but it is a huge, huge hit already. Man, the boys behind the glass love it. They're, <clears throat> they're big fans. Big marks over there. Coming up next, we're going to talk to Spencer Carver. Caps won a couple in a row. OV's on fire. Scored two more goals last night. The head coach of your Washington Capitals next here on the Junkies. Well- Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. Chuck is coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV, 910 and 105.1 FM in Richmond. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app, wherever you may be. You can take us on the go. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network, brought to you by our friends at Crop Metcalf, the official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. Of course, you can watch all the Caps games on the Monumental Sports Network. Fun one last night. We've got their head coach, Spencer Carberry, joining us right now. He's brought to you by the Centers for Advanced Orthopedics. More physicians, more locations, more advanced care centered around one thing you. Visit CFAOrtho.com. Good morning, Coach. Do you sleep better after a game like that? Uh, no, not really, but but definitely better spirits uh, when you wake up and when when you're uh, putting your head on the pillow. Is it easy for you to go to sleep at night, or do you take like melatonin to kind of knock you knock you out? Yeah, what's your ritual if if there is one? Um, I can usually fall asleep pretty well, and then um, and then after a few hours, I'll I'll start tossing and turning, and the, and the mind starts racing, and that's when I'm up and I'm I'm ready to roll. So we were talking about this on the show yesterday before the game, Coach. Yesterday's win was basically a four-point swing in the wild-card playoff chase with you you guys taking care of the Devils on home ice last night. Is that something that you and the coaching staff, like when you're game planning, or is that something that gets brought up? Like, hey, these these games are huge, especially with the, the teams that are ahead of us right now currently in the wild-card standings, teams like the Devils, teams like the Lightning, who's your next opponent? Yeah, it's it, um, we we hardly even have to touch on it. We we might mention it one time, but our, our guys know. Anytime we're up against a metro opponent, no New Jersey, and this time of year, everybody has a pretty good grasp on what needs to be done, where things are at, who you're up against, and especially with our circumstances, because it is such a um, you know we got we got an uphill climb, right, and so. Guys know the significance of each and every game, and then only, and even more so when when you're playing a team that that's sitting in front of you um, in those standings. Coach Carberry, I heard you talking before the game about the importance of starting the game hot. Is that something you can tell how your team is going to start, and tell us how important it is for this Capitals team to get off to good starts? Yeah, I, we we actually had um, talked about it as a staff. We feel like our starts on the road of late had been um, pretty solid. Like we we um, I'm trying to think in Boston, it was really good. In Montreal, it was a good start. We had to lead the whole game, 
but we had felt like sort of our starts at home, um, Montreal game coming out of the break, we're down 3 nothing right away. Colorado, we're down 2 nothing right away. The, the Vancouver game was okay, sandwiched in between that, but we just felt like at home, especially as the crowd still sort of settling in, we felt like we could do a better job of trying to grab um, and sort of create our own energy early in the game and put a team back on their heels um, and get back to that on home ice to sort of dictate and, and set the tone for how that game's going to go. And so we, we pointed that out yesterday of we needed a really good start. And I mean, you couldn't have drawn it up any better with scoring on that first shift. Um, and it was a great play, great um, all the way around. There's a couple different uh, small little plays before Mikey gets that goal that were just spot on exactly what we're looking for offensively. And so that was exactly sort of to get us rolling and grab some confidence. And it, it sort of wavered from there, but that's the way that we wanted to start to try to get some energy in the building. So, Coach Carbs, you're a Canadian hockey coach. So I'm going to assume that you've had some sort of exposure to Letterkenny. For those that don't know, it's a great Canadian comedy. Check it out on Hulu for the uninitiated. But to steal a line from the hockey player duo of Riley and Jonesy, Dirty Dangles Boys on McMichael's second goal. I mean, that thing was amazing. That was just amazing to watch. I mean, did you guys come up off the bench as that happened and saw the replay of that one? That was a thing of beauty. Yeah, that that's gotta be up there. Um I'm gonna say with one top three. I'm trying to remember and go back through, but of our goals this year of of how pretty that was, um the the dangle and then and then the to finish it sort of dangling the goalie too. Cause I mean, if he, if he goes in there and shoots it and beats the goalie, like it's a great goal, but for him to go in and, and, and recognize that the goalie was a little bit aggressive there and, and out of his crease and Mikey goes shot fake goes around him and it just goes over the line. Like that was sort of the cherry on top for that uh, play dangle and then get around the goalie and, and stuff it in on the goal line was a beautiful, beautiful goal from Mikey. So with his two goals, uh, Mikey sets a new single season career high in goals with 10 and points with 20. Do you just sense that confidence in him growing as a young player as, as he progresses in his career? For sure. And, and he, he could add that third yet. He had a one timer in the slot, like late in the third, um, that he just missed the net on, but but um, he is he he's I think as he's maturing and as he's getting more games under his belt and feeling more and more comfortable and and the confidence is building with opportunity right he plays it a lot for us in every situation and and I think that it'll only grow his confidence and you know um, from a scoring and production standpoint I I think you're just going to see that continue to to grow for him as he gets more comfortable. And like you said, a little bit more confidence when he gets in these spots where he, he, he feels uh, like he did in junior and like he did in the American league where I'm going to, I'm going to make the right play here. And this is going in the back of the net. So coach uh, Stromer scores again. He's got 21, um, had a couple of dimes. He's got uh, two goals and six uh, assists in the eight games in February. So he's playing really well, man. He's, and every time we talk to him and he's just, just a very confident kid. Love talking to him. But, um, you know, it's, it's just very interesting to see how, how well he's kind of fit in your system. Yeah, and I, and I will say this, and, and I, um, I pointed this out after the game. Like, Stromer, I, I give him a lot of credit because the first two periods, 
their line, um, it, it was not going well. Mm. Like they had some situations, their, their, their puck touches, they were, they were um, just turning and transitioning. And we had talked about that before the game is we've got to be careful in their transition. And it was just constantly their line would have the puck. Next thing you know, turnover coming back the other way. So sort of challenged them um, because I knew like New Jersey had some momentum going into that third period. They had us on our, on, on our heels a little bit in the second half of the second period and we're hanging on 2-1. And I just felt like if, if we just try to quote-unquote hang on and, and play prevent defense, like this isn't going to end well. And so where it ties into Stromer is I give him O and O. Schneid wasn't going well for two periods, and they flipped the script there in the third period and were phenomenal for us when, when we needed it the most. And um, that's what you need your best players, your leaders to do in those situations when, when you need a big play or you need 20 minutes of, of quality play to, to win a, a big divisional game. Um, they delivered in a big way. So I give those guys a lot of credit, especially Stromer there with the, um, you know, the setups and, and that goal. It was a great goal, uh, the third goal that we get. Talking to Spencer Carberry, head coach of the Washington Capitals, get the 6-2 to two win last night. All right, we got to talk about Ovi because we've talked about him throughout the season. This is the heater that you have been waiting for, that all the fans have been waiting for, eight goals in eight games. What have you seen different from him? Uh, I, I I think post break there's just been a little bit more um, maybe ju- ju- I've used the term jump in his step. I, I feel like even last night there's a little bit of a phys- little bit more physicality. There's a little bit more um, details inside of his game. Feels like he's handling the puck a little bit cleaner and he's getting to harder areas. Like he gets to the net front on that power play goal last night. Um, pucks are jumping off the stick. I just feel like. You know, whether it's the break or whether it's a couple go in and now he feels a little bit more confident and, and those are sticking out more to to the eye. Um, you can you can just feel that going into games, like he feels really good and you're like, okay, you, you, you can see in his touches that um, he's a real confident player and he expects to score every, every time he gets out there. Coach Chucky was standing tall in net last night. What a performance from him. Gets his 11th win, turns away 37 shots. He's got one year left on a three-year, $3.3 million deal. I mean, that dude is going to get a raise soon from the Caps or another team. He's going to have a fatter paycheck uh, in his not immediate future. He has one year left on the deal. But what a performance by him, and what what a really good signing by McClellan to have him uh, as part of the roster. Yeah, I thought um, he, he was huge for us last night, especially in that stretch where, um, you know, we're protecting that 2-1 lead. And even when it was 1-1, there was a couple of big saves. And that's what you need. You're you're, you're going to lose momentum against good teams. It's going to happen. And so you're winning 2-1 in a game. That game can go to 2-2, and now it's a different story. It's It's – you know, could go either way, but for him to make a couple huge saves, the penalty kill um, in the second period to keep us up ahead, it was just giving us a little bit more time to find out, okay, let us go regroup in the intermission, and then we come out and um, we get to our game. So I I couldn't agree more. I thought he was excellent last night and and made some critical saves, which is what you you need um, in those moments and in those tight games that we're going to be playing down the stretch.
So let's rewind a bit. TJ Oshie hits the 300 career goal milestone in the win over Montreal. What a career for that guy. I mean, he's not done yet, obviously, but also closing in on 700 career points. And beside the numbers, you're not going to find a better teammate than TJ Oshie. Yeah, yeah. And and closing in on 1,000 games, which is an um phenomenal accomplishment in the National Hockey League and and uh when you go down the list of players that have played a thousand games it's a pretty impressive list and and you have to have demonstrated um a consistency inside of your play and your compete and your work ethic and I think that's what sticks out for me the skill the hands like he he made an unbelievable that entry on the on the power play goal um that's sort of his on display of, of how poised in his hands and that's been um, you know you, you see it in the shootouts and all that and he has that unique talent but what I appreciate the most that at his age and where he's at in his, his career is it, just the competitiveness and how hard he plays every single shift and you, you for, to do that for so long and lay it on the line Man, I, I have so much respect for what he's done over the years, and it's um, it, it, it's nice to see him hit these milestones, like 300 goals. Like these, these are big, big time things. When you look back and you reflect in your career and what you've accomplished in the best league in the world, and um, just proud to be to be able to be around him and see it firsthand. Um, Coach and Osh. All right, so talk about uh, real quick the uh, the upcoming two game stretch: the Florida Swing, Tampa, and Florida. Florida's won six straight. They have the best record in the Eastern Conference right now. But talk about these two, uh, these next two games on the road. Yeah, two real challenging games down south. Uh, we we just saw Florida, so we know what to expect there in in that game, and we know how well they're playing and their roster makeup of uh, the difficulties there, but. Um, Tampa as well, like everybody knows about the Lightning and and um, what they've done over the last few years and and how well they're playing with with Kucherov leading. I, I think he's leading the league in scoring still, and Vasilevsky and all those guys, Stamkos and Point and Hedman. Um, so we'll have our hands full, and we we know that we're just going sort of cliche, but one at a time here and, and trying to. Um, continue to fight and keep ourselves in the mix here and and um, you know we'll prepare and get ready for the lightning for uh, Thursday night in a difficult environment to play down there yeah I wanted to ask you do you as the head coach peek at the standings daily like we do we're looking at it you know we want you guys to get in the playoffs make a run compete for a championship and so we'll look at the wild card. We'll look at where you are in the division. Do you do that as a coach, or are you strictly focused on next opponent, next opponent after I'm, that? I, I will be honest with you. Some of our coaches do, and, like, I, I'm just not a big standings guy. I, I know um, I'll look every once in a while to say, okay, you know, like we're we're four over 500. Like, that's usually my – the thing I look at is getting over 500, like got to get 10 games over 500, you know, like keeping the work to get, I think we're whatever we are, four or five, like we piling wins or stacking wins to get above 500 is kind of what I look at. And, um, but I don't, to answer your question, I don't look at the standings a lot. Now, as it gets closer down the stretch, obviously you have to look periodically and make sure we know exactly where we stand and what we need to accomplish. Let me just say this, and hopefully it doesn't get to this point. 
Don't have a press conference where somebody asks you about being eliminated from the playoffs and admit that you weren't aware. Because that happened to the head coach of the football team, and it wasn't a good look. <laughs> I, that won't happen, I promise you that. Yeah, I think you're sharper than that. Yeah, you're good. You're All good right, Coach that. Carberry, continued success. Keep it rolling. Okay, thank you very much. Have yep. a great day. You too. Thanks. The hard part about the above 500 comment is, so how many teams are in the NHL? 30? I believe it's 30. I think, so. I think that's correct. I think there's... Aren't like 25 of them have records above 500? It's not like half and half because they have those, you know, the, the the wacky rules. Like you look at the Eastern Conference and how many teams. I think there's 32 because aren't there eight? I think you're right. Division? I think there's 32. Yeah, I think there's eight in each division. I think there are only one, two, three, four teams in the Eastern Conference that are below 500. Yeah. So it's not one of those deals where half of the teams are above 500 and half of them are under 500. Most teams are above 500. Well, the way I look at it. Because you have the overtime, overtime. loss. Yeah. The caps are, the caps are the under 500 if you consider the overtime losses. Now, they're getting points in the overtime yeah. losses. But they're under 500. If you include the yeah, overtime not the loss. Way I yes. look at it. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm very That's the way I look at it. I'm very pro <laughs> capitals bent over here. You know this. You're well aware. You got your green lid on today. <laughs> yeah, it's almost St. Patty's Day, JP. We're close. I mean, kind of close. The OT- I have no idea. <laughs> it's like mid-March, the, right? The OT, yeah. The OTL has an L in that column for a reason. It's not an OTW case. So it, I should, think- it should read OTP overtime point instead of overtime. Well, the, it does the, it. The it does L it. connotation is just very. It's very <laughs> negative. All right, got to take a break. Phone number is 800-636-1067 if you're going to chime in. Coming up next, we're going to tackle some comments from Rick Spielman. Remember, Rick Spielman was the ex-GM of the Vikings that was part of the search committee for the new commander's head coach and GM. He has some interesting comments on the quarterbacks available. We'll get into that next. Here on the junkies. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. Chucky's coming to you live on 106. Seven the fan and the team 980 in the DMV. You know, the NFL is brilliant. The season's over. <clears throat> but immediately the clock gets to, well, who's going to be slapped with the franchise tag? Right. Who's going to be available in free agency? And then free agency is going to hit. And then, boom, you're going to be into the draft. Don't forget the combine. Yeah, the combine's in the mix, too. Yeah, I mean. Combine's end of February. Yeah. And so with the Washington Commanders, obviously, the offseason, it's longer because they're never in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And this offseason has been about getting a new GM and then getting a new head coach. But now... You're going to start looking at the draft almost every day with news and free agency coming up here in a month. Uh, Somebody who was part of the coaching and GM search was Rick Spielman, known mostly for being the general manager of the Minnesota Vikings. He's moved on. Now he does a podcast like everybody in the world does Mm -hmm. uh, with Ryan Wilson on um, 
on the draft, mm. and he was on another podcast with Steve Palazzolo from Pro Football Focus, and he had some interesting comments about the quarterback class. Let's start with Spielman's take on Caleb Williams. Again, we are searching for clues. We said this yesterday. The commanders have the number two pick. Yeah. Mm. They really haven't hinted at who they like in the quarterback's class other than we're putting putting it together that, hey, they brought in offensive coordinator in Cliff Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. He coached Caleb Williams. Even before we hear this, I, we know that Spielman loves Caleb Williams. We knew that before this this latest podcast appearance. Right. He's in the tank for but this. Doesn't so we're mean, trying doesn't to... mean he doesn't love the other quarterbacks, too. Right. But let's listen to what he, he says. love Caleb a little bit more. Yeah. Let's listen to what he says about Caleb. Now, he's not part of the decision-making anymore. I believe his job is done with the commanders. He may be consulted at some point, I think it's, but I don't voice, think he's actively being paid by the commanders now. Like be, his job, I would guess that the, that inner circle would still listen to his, his input. They mm-hmm. might, but he's not in the building. He's not the guy making the final call. And obviously. I heard him on the podcast that he does with Ryan Wilson, who yeah. does... Um, the mock drafts every mm-hmm. week yep. for CBS Sports. And he basically said, my job is done there. Okay. Yeah. But he does probably have a voice in somebody that can be, you know, an, an unofficial advisor, I guess. Maybe well, a consultant. They pro- he probably definitely had conversations with Peters in the interview and hiring process about what he wanted to do at quarterback. And that too. I would think so. And I'm I would sure think, he shared I would his thoughts with him. So. Right. All right, here's Rick Spielman talking about Caleb Williams. I saw an interview with you where you were you you love Caleb Williams. Is that is that the case? Yeah, I do. I think he ha- he is a special talent. Uh watching him, I understand some of his flaws, but the guy is extremely athletic. I he makes incredible throws, especially uh off platform. He has tremendous arm talent. I think he tries to do too much at times, like a lot of these guys, uh, force it in the situations where he probably shouldn't have thrown the ball. I think that's all correctable with coaching. Everybody goes back, well, did you watch the Notre Dame game? Well, I watched the first half of the Notre Dame game, and he wasn't very good, made poor decisions. But also what really stuck out to me is when he came out the second half, he actually played really well in the second half. So that told me, hey, okay, I had a crap first half, but it didn't linger into the second half. He regrouped himself, regathered, and came out. They didn't win the game, uh, but they but he played much better in the second half. So he can overcome adversity. The rest will be, you know, once you get through all this pre-draft process. But I think from a talent standpoint, athletically, from a natural gifted playmaker. Uh, I, I think that he is one of the best I've seen coming out of college. Problem is you don't have the number one pick and the Bears might think the same exact way. Right. Right. I mean they make they may covet him and, and realize that look, we're not gonna move off this pick. We've been looking looking for our franchise signal caller for decades and this is the guy. Now did the host of the podcast follow up with Spielman and ask about Drake May and Daniels? Yes, we're gonna get into his comments on QB two. That's what I want to hear. So, as Cake said, look, going in, it's kind of known Spielman loves Caleb Williams. His mm-hmm. podcast is called With the First Pick. Mm-hmm. So, they focus on the draft. Right. And his comments have gone public. As Drab mentioned, though, 
He's the guy who's meeting with all these potential GMs. It ends up being Adam Peters. They had to have talked about the quarterback. Of course. I don't know if he's the number one topic going to be <clears throat> leaned on in the coming weeks by the organization. My guess is not really because Adam Peters brought in an assistant GM yep. from Detroit. Mm-hmm. He's got his staff in place. They get they still have the Martys. Yep, retained Martin Mayhew. Gave I mean, him a different position. They got a lot of people on that staff. There are going to be a lot of people in the war room as they make the pick. Um, but it is interesting to hear from Spielman because he does have a connection and was part of the hiring process. Here's what he says about QB2 in the upcoming draft. Where do you stand on the the, the second best quarterback in the league, in the, uh, in the draft? Yeah, I like Drake May a lot. Uh, I had the ability and uh, to watch him play live down in Miami last year. And um, his size, I think he is very athletic. I think he has arm talent. I think he's another one. He did not have the same talent around him this year. He made some poor decisions, turning the ball over or forcing the ball where it probably could have kept it. Uh, And then Jaden Daniels is an incredible story coming from where he started at, at uh, ASU. Uh, Arizona State, where he was still developing, you can say, God, this guy will never be a first-round pick, to when he transferred into LSU and the strides he made from last year to this year and uh, how much better he has improved. So I think all three of these uh, are going to be very successful quarterbacks in the league. I think there's a drop-off into that next tier, and it'll be interesting to see how many actually do go in the first round. And, Steve, if I can ask you a question respectfully, um, I think there how many, there's two parts to this question. How many quarterbacks do you think are actually first-round talent and then the second round? Oh, good. Like, because it's just you and I, you have to be able to ask me questions. Sorry, the, the clip was just skipping there. That's okay. But, but basically you said that there's a top three and then there's a, a gap. Yeah, and we'll, we'll get to the, to the next here because – there are these scenarios where teams will want to move up to the number two pick and the commanders, if they like a Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy, a Penix, would trade down. I don't think anybody in this room really favors that move. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting hearing the opinions on Drake May and Jane Daniels. And every day I see something different. Somebody raving about Drake May. Somebody raving about uh, Daniels. Jaden Daniels. Yep. So... It's going to be a defining pick for Adam Peters because whoever they pick, you're going to pay attention to the guy that they didn't pick. Correct. It's a little bit like this year, C.J. Stroud became Rookie Mm -hmm. of the Year, but very early in the year, C.J. Stroud was good right off the bat, but so was Anthony Richardson. Like, Anthony Richardson was impressing. Oh, he was a monster until he got hurt. Right. When he he got an opportunity, he was making plays. He was was making strides as a rookie. Well, he could because he's physical and he can run. Yeah. Hear me he, out. He adds that dimension. Mm-hmm. Hear me out. This is now, again is based on based on what I am reading. The comps for Drake May most often are Justin Herbert and Josh Allen, and then for Jaden Daniels, the comps are RG three, Lamar Jackson. Okay. What if? It's my, uh, It's a personal preference. I'm going to take the two guys from this year. What if, based on like what Spielman was saying, Drake May is more like in the Anthony Richardson mold, in that he's got the prototypical, he's got the size, mm-hmm. 
Like almost a lot of things they're saying about Drake May is, well, he's got the size. He's got the arm. He's, it's almost like potential that they want to mold. And then what if Jaden Daniels is more like C.J. Stroud where he's polished? He's proven it in the SEC. He had 40 touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Like he's got the tape. Like the results are already there for Jaden Daniels. Drake May didn't have the results. He kind of had a down year, but he's more like the clay that you have to mold and the potential a la Anthony Richardson. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I get the Anthony Richardson comp for Drake May because. Well, just the Anthony Richardson was drafted really because of size. He didn't have like the college production. No, no, no. He was drafted because of the size and the gifts. The athleticism. Yeah. yeah. He he popped at the combine. (laughs) Teams are like, wow, this this guy is is zooming up the draft board. Well, draft May. I mean, Drake May. Mm I feel like it's similar. Like most of these guys, yeah, they like what he did in college to some extent, but they really love his size and his arm. But the difference there to me is that if Anthony Richardson plays in 15 or 16 games and stays healthy, he's going to rush for 1,000 yards. Right. I don't see that same sort of ceiling for Drake. I'm not saying that they're the same type of quarterback. I'm saying it almost sounds like Drake May is more a potential pick based on his raw physical skills, his stature, his arm, versus somebody who's polished. And Jaden Daniels... I'll take the polished guy all day long. So you're going to go Jaden over Drake? I would take a more finished product. Yes. But you wouldn't have said that if... If he was still playing at Arizona State, because he wasn't polished at Arizona no, State. No, but he he certainly looked that way. Yeah, I mean, he won the Heisman. Yeah, yeah, he put up great numbers. He developed. He got better. He improved. But I'm not going to necessarily call him polished just because he had one really good year. I'm, I'm not going to okay. go there just yet. And he's not as physical as May. Right. Well, if not polished, <clears throat> to use another P word, production. He, had, he, he, had he definitely production. had way better production yeah. this past year. Well, he had a bunch better May. team. I mean, he had two NFL receivers. Right. I mean, he's got NFL guys all over that roster. And the other thing about Drake May is he didn't play a very tough schedule. The ACC was not a tough schedule. I mean, Clemson obviously was down. They lost to Clemson. He lost to NC State. You know, they're playing teams like Georgia Tech and Pitt and Syracuse. I mean, he didn't play a really tough schedule. And obviously in the SEC, you're playing better teams. So you could also say that for Daniels. He was putting up better numbers against better teams. Again, it's just maybe the way I see it is if if they go with Drake May. But you're right, because whoever they draft – you're always gonna you're gonna hope that that guy's yeah. the guy, but you're also gonna look at the guy who they didn't pick yeah, and see could, what kind if, of numbers if, he's. If they out. go Drake May at number two, yeah, it tells me all right they like him, but it's more on potential than the production. Because mm-hmm. if you're just going to production and the tape, as a lot of these analysts say, just watch the tape, then you're gonna go with Jaden Daniels. I mean, the guy had forty Based touchdowns <clears throat> with four interceptions and ran for a ton. He ran for I think another ten touchdowns. Yeah. Had a great year, and they coached them up. Props to Brian Kelly and that staff. Uh, but you got to look at. I think you have to look just like you'll look at every pass that Drake made through two years ago. You got to look at every throw Daniels made too. So, All right, coming up next, interesting comments from Rick Spielman on another quarterback he likes, and you'll get his take on why the Commanders went with Dan Quinn. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you about Crop Metcalf. Crop Metcalf. The weather this time of year can be as unpredictable as ever. So be ready no matter the temperature with a $99 heating and cooling check from the five-star experts at Crop Metcalf. That's right. For just $99, a Crop Metcalf five-star technician will check both your home's heating and cooling system and assure peace of mind no matter what the weather brings tomorrow. Call 1-800-GO-CROP or visit CropMetcalf.com. Crop Metcalf, home of the five-star technician and proud partner 
of your Washington Nationals. All right, we're talking about uh, Rick Spielman and these comments he made on this podcast with uh, Steve Palauzo from Pro Football Focus. And, all right, a lot of focus is on Drake May and Caleb Williams. But the question is, what if they like somebody beyond those guys? Mm -hmm. Here's what he says about the next tier of quarterbacks. I'm not as big a Bo Nix fan as you are, apparently. I don't love love him. You have him as your fourth quarterback. He's not the fourth quarterback in his draft. Who's who's fourth? J.J. McCarthy. (laughs) Maybe maybe it's the size on J.J., but... It's it's hard for me to project what I haven't seen. I know that's the job, but it's hard it's hard to project and see high volume system. Only thing I would say is where you've seen it, uh, and he played, even though they lost the game, is when they played TCU in a semifinal game two years ago, and yeah. he had to, uh, got into a shootout. And you've seen all the throws and everything he is capable of doing. Now I understand he's athletic, and people want to maybe label him a game manager because of what. Michigan asked him to do this year uh, yeah. in the system that he ran, but that was a glimpse of if you let him go, uh, I thought he played excellent in that TCU game and just threw the ball all over the yard. Now, does he need time to develop? Uh, does he Is he more than a game manager? Maybe your point, I don't know that because uh, you didn't see that this year. I know the one game that I couldn't believe the poor decisions he made was against Bowling Green. I think he threw three interceptions that game, and I was watching the tape, and I said, boy, this is unfalcon believable Get it? Bully Green Falcons. <laughs> Rick Spielman's but a bit he, of a dork. But he still <laughs> thinks there, but he's, he does still think that there's a bit of a gap between the top three and yes. the McCarthy's and the Bonexes. He knows Nixes. there's a drop-off. Yeah. The counter I've heard from his head coach, who says he's the best, Jim Harbaugh, And then there was one scout who likens him to Joe Burrow, J.J. McCarthy. Okay. Uh, If you can trade down and still snag uh, Joe Burrow, that might be a great move. Let's go to the phones, 800-636-1067. You can weigh in. We're going to be talking about this quarterback position and who they should draft all the way up until the draft. Let's go to line one, Marshalls in North Carolina. Marshall, you're on with the Junkies. What's going on? What's up? What's going? What's going on, guys? First time, long time. Thank you, Marshall. Right. You got to invite Jason over McCarthy. next time when he goes to North huh? Carolina. Never what's mind. <laughs> Nothing. Go ahead. What's your question? Basically, JJ McCarthy over them all. Trade down. All right. If you look at the stats, he's only thrown eleven interceptions in three years. Jaden Daniels threw ten when he was at ASU. That was what. I don't know what, three, four years ago, whatever it was, he's had over three first-round pick wide receivers that he was playing with, and he just reminds me of RG3, 100%. Do you penalize a guy? Do you penalize a guy because he's playing with first-round picks? I mean, wasn't Joe Burrow throwing to Justin Jefferson and Jamar Jamar, Chase? Correct. And he's turned into a pretty good quarterback. Correct, but he was also what a five-star recruit going to Ohio State. All right, you're you're also discounting the fact that Daniels had 57 touchdown passes at LSU against four, uh, seven interceptions. That's a pretty good ratio. Okay, that's one year. One Those year though. Years. No, no, he was there too. Those are two years. Oh, sorry, for, sorry, both of his was, was from one year. 
Yeah, but last year he won the Heisman. But if you look at the consistency of J.J. McCarthy, he is a winner. He, he has a, a great team. He is a winner, but he had the best team. He wasn't good. Did you watch the national championship game? What impressed you about J.J. Yeah, McCarthy? He only have the 10 completions in that game? He wasn't very good in that. Well, and, it's not like, he, and it's not like Washington has a great pass ball. defense. They ran the ball. What was it? Blake Warham over 100 some yards. The other. Uh, well, I know, but they had some. Yards. No, no, no. They had some third down conversions that they were trying to make to keep possessions alive, and he wasn't making completions. He, well, he was not. What else I'm also saying is. He even uh, talked about with uh, Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. He turned Kaepernick into a decent quarterback in the NFL. Well, Harbaugh's not going to have McCarthy in the NFL. No, he's, he's not going to have Justin Herbert. He could, he's going to have he, Justin he, Herbert. He could. No, he's not. He's not going to have. <laughs> he's got one already. Uh, so you want JJ? So you want the Commanders to trade down and select JJ? You truly believe McCarthy's the best quarterback in the draft? I mean, you never know. He could prove out to be, but none of these experts of believe know. he is. No. Other than the one guy who said he's Joe Burrow and then his head coach, his former head coach and Coach Harbaugh. All right, let's go back to the phones, go to line two. Dustin is in Annapolis. He wants to weigh in on Jaden Daniels. Hey, Dustin. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. What's up? I, I just think that uh, Drake May is looking a little Sam Howlish hmm. right now. Like, the same program, you know, same kind of guys, except for one's a little taller. A little taller. He's like five and a half inches taller. <laughs> well, that's all right. Okay. But he still played for North Carolina. Yep. ACC. So I'm not too big on that in my second pick. I mean, Joe Burrow didn't start over Dwayne Haskins. And some somebody that's used turning those kind of guys into amazing quarterbacks. So I would go more program-oriented and kind of follow in a program more than, you know, the player. Because those players are very unpredictable. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily work out that way, though, in college football. Because if if it was all program-oriented, you would think that the NFL would be littered with these great Alabama quarterbacks. And there are a couple. Mm -hmm. You know, Tua is a good quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Mac Jones has proven to be a bust. Yeah, um, Jalen Hurts, Bama guy. Not all, not all the best quarterbacks are from Georgia. You know what I mean? Right. Like it, it's it's spread out more in the NFL. And I think you you just can't look at where they went to college necessarily every time because you know they're gonna the scouts are gonna look at every throw yeah. against every team. I'm not gonna ding Drake May just because he went to Carolina <clears throat> because Sam Howell also went to Carolina. To me that. That makes no impact on how you're scouting Drake May if you're considering drafting him. I, c- I couldn't care less that Sam Howell also went to Carolina. Do you favor like, right I mean, now? I mean, Josh Allen went to Wyoming. Right. Do you Doesn't favor matter. right now one of one of the two guys, Jaden Daniels or Drake May? I, he likes always, the he I'm, likes the the runner. I always He's, like the running upside, yeah. so I'm going to favor Daniels at this point. The, the, his slight frame worries me a little bit. Yeah, but I may if, can if I, run a little bit now. He can for but, his size. He can but run, but not like Daniels. No, of course not. He's not a, the athlete that Daniels is. Drake May's highlight film. Now almost everybody's highlight film. It's phenomenal if you watch it. I, I retweeted um, something yesterday at Junks Radio. I'm gonna try and pull it up right now because um, I can't remember the name of the the analyst. I mean, there's a million of these guys that are scouts out there, right? Mm-hmm. His name's uh, James Foster. 
His Twitter bio says film analyst covering the NFL and NFL draft. I mean, he said in the basement. Could be. Film. Could be. I don't know his background beyond that. He said, I'm honestly floored that the NFL isn't more impressed by this. The idea that Drake may had a disappointing season is wild. And then it's five and a half minutes of throw after throw after throw and runs and athleticism, him moving out of the pocket. It is uber impressive. But he doesn't have the but, production that Jaden Daniels has. And then but again, it's the only knock against Jaden Daniels, film, yeah. I've seen somebody liken him to Wally Coyote, is that on his scrambles, he gets popped sometimes. Yeah, he takes big thunderous yeah. hits from time to time. Now he got through. He found a way to navigate through the SEC in an mm-hmm. entire season. Now he's so small when you look at him in terms of his. He's he's very thin. Yeah, I mean he's tall. Um, and he's got an arm, but he's very thin. So you kind of worry about that when he's taking shots from NFL linebackers and, and defensive backs. Uh, that's why I, I, I kind of prefer the size that uh, Drake May has. But doesn't mean Drake May is going to be the best quarterback. Don't know. Caleb Williams isn't that big. He's got big lower half, but he's six one. Can you know, Daniel slide <laughs> unlike RG3? RG3 had just a hard, hard time sliding when he was here in Washington. He wasn't good at it. He wasn't good. Like, hopefully Jaden Daniels has that. Daniel in Jeremiah his, in his did a uh, his mock draft 2.0, and he's got, he's got Drake May going to Washington. He's got Daniel slip into six for the Giants. So he doesn't even have the Patriots taking him. Wow. That's kind doesn't of he have the Patriots taking uh, Marvin Harrison Jr.? Correct. Now, well, they do I think, need help in their wideout. Unless they were going to go out and make a trade for Justin Fields or something right. like that. <clears throat> but I, I can't imagine they're not going to look at quarterback in the draft. I'd be very surprised by that. Well, one of the biggest dominoes is <coughs> where does Kirk Cousins end up? Correct. And also so, Justin Fields. Where does Justin right. Fields get traded to? Yep. So Some big ones. You would assume New England, Atlanta, a couple other teams are in play for both of those guys. Yeah, I would agree. Why wouldn't a team like Pittsburgh also be in play for Kirk Cousins? If I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm sorry. I'm going to get off the Kenny Pickett slash Mason Rudolph slash fill in a weird veteran that's out from, on the market. From what I read, they were split uh, in the you know the executive offices up there yeah. in Pittsburgh and kind of, in, I guess, in the coaching staff that on Kenny Pickett, some really like him and some don't. Okay. So I, I, that's another team I think really needs to go out. And I've seen they're in on fields. Okay. The rumors yeah. are that they I, like fields. I think so that, would probably be, that would be an upgrade that over Kenny Pickett and the mess they were trotting out this season. Well, look, if the Bears are, tra- are going to take Caleb Williams, which we all would probably bet on, right? Yeah. yeah. At this point, yeah. They're going to trade Fields. Yes. So Fields will be dealt to a quarterback desperate team. New England's clearly one of them. This I do know. This won't be the last time we talk about this no, topic. We're going to talk about this 100 times between now and the draft. 800-636-1067 is the number you want to chime in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. We're the Junkies on the fan. Welcome back. Junkies coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV. 910 and 105.1 FM in Richmond, VA. And you can take us on the go with the Odyssey app, wherever you may be. Check us out on the TV side on Monumental Sports Network, brought to you by Crop Mecca, official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. You know, getting back into the commanders real quick in the offseason, they've, they've uh, hired 20 new coaches so far. They got another guy yesterday from Seattle, right? Um, I think he was a linebackers coach. I didn't see who they signed yesterday. But their their linebackers coach is Ken Norton Jr. But a lot of their... Is that the guy from Seattle you're thinking of? No, no, no. <laughs> they You didn't see that they added another coach yesterday. Okay. Um, I'm not sure who that was. But it was Daryl Tapp. 
Is that him? I'll look it up. Hold on. All right. But 20 new coaches and some of the position. Now, obviously, you know, Kingsbury, Joe Witt Jr. Mm-hmm. as the coordinators. Yeah. Um, but some of the position coaches, I mean, you talk about experience. Some of the position coaches have been coordinators in the NFL. They hired Anthony Lynn. Yep. He's going to be the run game coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator for, I think, Detroit. He was, and also head coach in and he was head the coach. Chargers. Yeah. Yep. And then um, Brian Johnson was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles. Yep. He's going to be the assistant head coach and pass game coordinator. I think the, uh, Ken Norton Jr., who I mentioned, he was mm-hmm. a defensive coordinator in well, – he was in Seattle, wasn't he? Wasn't defensive coordinator in Seattle? Yes. He was in Seattle. Yes. Yeah. So, point, yeah. I mean, you're talking about three guys that are just kind of assistants slash position coaches that have been coordinators. Um, and with the knock on Rivera's staff last year was, man, they just weren't very experienced. Mm-hmm. A lot of young guys, sons of other coaches. <laughs> right. Nepotism running A lot wild. of nepotism. <laughs> and um, But this is – this is totally different, this staff. Um, David Blau was signed as the assistant quarterbacks coach. He was in Arizona. Yeah. Um, you know, was a backup quarterback for most of his career, for all of his career. I think Kingsbury commented, and like, I, he, he never him. met anybody who memorized his playbook as quickly as Blau. Right. I think he's like, only 28. Right? Yeah, he's, he's young. young. Yeah. He's young. Uh, he the definitely... guy who they hired yesterday. He was on Hard Knocks with the Lions. He was on Hard Knocks. Too. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's a different guy. Okay. I don't think he's the astronaut, Okay, but they hired John oh, Glenn right. yesterday. I did hear J.P. Finley talking about it, where he tweeted uh, right, like a John Glenn quote. A sh- oh, he's a special teams guy. He's okay. assistant special teams coach. Got right, it. but he was the Seahawks linebacker coach. Gotcha. So the only coaches that they've currently still retained from Rivera's staff, Ryan Kerrigan, yep. Bobby Engram, and Tavita Pritchard. Pritchard. Yep. So three holdovers. You know, yeah, since so you're lots since, of new blood. Since think about that. They've twenty new coaches yeah. and maybe they're not even done. Since you're talking about the coaching staff, why don't we play that last Spielman clip? It was clip <clears> number one, where he talks about the Dan Quinn hire. Of course, he was part of the committee <clears throat> with Bob Myers from well, he's known for being the GM of Golden State Warriors. Now mm-hmm. he's an ESPN NBA analyst, uh, Magic Johnson, and of course, uh the ownership group led by Josh Harris, were all in the mix, but they were leaning on Spielman for advice. Here's what he says about Dan Quinn. And I could just mention what really stuck out about Dan Quinn and uh, why I think Josh and Adam made a great choice was that Dan Quinn, you know, people forget, got Atlanta to a Super Bowl. Now, I know they ended up, you know, having that collapse in the second half, but they got there. And Dan Quinn is maybe the most humble person that I've met, but yet has a presence to him. And when he got back and he's talked about how he reassessed himself on the mistakes that he made or his blind spots and how he took his own initiative to go out and seek help in those blind spots to make him better if he did get an out, their opportunity from experts in those areas. And I thought that, you know, what more do you want from a leader that is humble, that knows he doesn't know everything and is willing to go out and seek help to get better? We all have our own faults. I have my own faults. You, I don't know, Steve, you don't have any faults, apparently. Nope. But <laughs> it's great when someone has that. The other thing that I thought was really critical in the uh, coaching search is you can get a feel for someone on the Zoom, but the in-person is 
not replaceable. It is when you have that person in the room, you can feel that energy. You can feel whatever that it factor is, whether they have that or not. I mean, he clearly blew them away in the in-person stuff. Um, you know, I know a lot of Commanders fans wanted that young, hot coordinator. Mm-hmm. Well, that just didn't work out. Yeah. You know, you got an experienced guy, defensive guy. He blew them away so much, he had a picture taken of him in the airport after he left. Right. Didn't get signed right on the spot. Not, look, I understand they landed on Dan Quinn. He seems he like still he was hired. I, I understand. Yeah. But <laughs> let's, let's not recreate history and act like he was at the at the top of the list from the beginning. Well, we don't know. We have no idea if eh. he was at the top of the list. We, who was at the top of the list? We don't know. I'm just gonna guess. I'm just gonna guess. He, he got the job, so I'm he gonna give him credit job, for that. I'm gonna guess uh, Dan Quinn was not the top name on everybody's list. All right, maybe it was one of the hot young came coordinators. And they interviewed all those guys. Right. They didn't hire him. So I, they, the one they yeah, hired, they won. You they can't liked hire the best. a guy who takes his name out of consideration. Like that would be a weird thing. We don't know how that went down. I don't know exactly how we it went no down. We have no idea. Either. They might not have liked them when they finally met him. But that could have been the case. But my point is, Commanders fans were very lukewarm, if not against the Dan Quinn hiring. Yeah. But now that he's put this staff together with a lot of guys who've got experience, I like. Look, I like Dan Quinn from what I've heard of him because. Apparently, he does every radio show in town except, except the junks. Yeah. <laughs> like, Is there a reason? I've heard him on Kevin Sheehan. I've heard him on, I believe, with the Rooster and also with Craig Hoffman. What's yeah, Drabby, is there a reason know. he's not doing the show? Let's go, those are all the 980 guys. Did we lose on 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. Uh, he might be on before the Combine, but those guys put in work, and so that's why they got them. Mm. Okay. Not not like Hoffman was always out there. Right. Russell had been asking him personally or has a connection to yeah, him. Yeah, Jason, why don't you go out there? You live in Ashburn. Can you, he's a seagull. Too you much have, work. You have a seagull connection with Dan Quinn. Yeah, well, if he what knew that, maybe. What doing? Doesn't <laughs> Sheehan just do a show from home? <laughs> he, look, he's, put, he's clearly putting in some work that we're not. I haven't been, I haven't been to Commander's Park since Joe Gibbs came back. <laughs> Is that true? Hundred percent. I drive by it all the time. <laughs> I'm sure that you do, but I don't stop in. But anyway, so I, I just think that the staff, twenty new guys right now, maybe twenty one. It's totally overhaul. Yeah, it's a big time overhaul, and there's going to be an overhaul in the roster too. Is Dan, here's the here's the big the biggest question: Is Dan Quinn going to wear his backwards hat while he's coaching NFL games? I sure. think so. Sure, he's going to have a backwards hat on the sideline as maybe as the sometimes, head coach? maybe sometimes. Who knows? Mm. Okay, that. That'd be quite a look. I don't think there's any He's other blue collar, man. in the league he, he that does with, that. That's the way he does it. But if he does that, hey, cool. He's being different. I just don't see any other head coaches that would do that. I just want to get him on to see if he remembers Jason Bissop from the Salisbury Bissop. days. Bissop yeah, probably does remember him. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, that was a long time ago. That man. was a lot. Do you know how many times you interviewed him? Was mm. he the best player on the team? He, he was, was one of the leaders. He was, he was probably the best defensive player. He was a defensive lineman. Um, the quarterback was pretty good, too. But um, I don't know, maybe two or three times. Okay. Who were Salisbury's rivals? <sighs> like <laughs> like Guilford. You know. UMES, the Fighting Hawks. I remember your, your, yeah, play, maybe them. your play-by-play from back in the day. Yeah, that was, uh, but they weren't, a, they weren't a division rival. Okay. Um, I don't know. It was, D, it was D3 football. Right. But anyway. I don't think he'll remember me. I would guess. Because I only interviewed him a couple times. He might remember doing the interview. Sure. 
in the studio. He's not going to remember, he's you not gonna remember me specifically. You don't think he's followed your career closely? Uh, you know, <laughs> I followed him a lot closer. You think he's ever on, hey, I wonder what happened to that guy from Sports Rap? Yeah, Sports Rap. <laughs> Sports Authority. When, when you were interviewing him, did you foresee him making, look, I don't know what he's making from the commanders. Let's just say it's $7.5 million a season right. <laughs> as, the, as ever, the head coach of the commanders. No. Did you see that well, happening? Of course not. And I guarantee he didn't either. He probably did not. But um, good for him. No, but we hopefully we'll get him on sooner than later. Yeah, that would be cool. So, cakes, let me ask a question. Yes, please fire away. Who do you think gets in better shape? Somebody mm-hmm. who works out every day, like okay. Drab and Valdez are now. All right, yeah. Or somebody who just cranks it out on the weekend. I would hope it's the people that are doing less of the lifting and less of the work. The, the but weekend who do you warriors. Think, who do you think would be in better shape? I would assume the guys who are putting in more work during the week. So the five-day-a-week guys? That's what I would assume, yeah. According to the latest study, you can hack the exercise system. Oh, I, I, lo- I would love to hear how. You can skip working out all week. Perfect. As long as you go hard on the weekend with a total of 150 minutes of exercise. So that would be two 75-minute sessions. Okay. If you go hard, yeah. it's going to equal working out all week. So I could do two Pelly sessions at around 75 minutes each, and that is better than working out five days a week, is what you're telling me. That's according to this new study, Cakes. Mm. <laughs> they found that you can skip working out Monday through Friday and still get in shape if you go really hard on the weekends. So the weekend warriors, who maybe are too busy yeah. during the week to find their way to the gym, if they get in there on Saturday and Sunday... And and work out hard. Yeah, got to hit it hard. for seventy five minutes. It's going to equal the donk that's doing you know thirty minutes a day, mm-hmm. five days a week. I don't hate it. Will it get? Will it enable me to jump on the box that I can't that, that, that I can't get over the mental hurdle of jumping up on top of at the at the Norbeck gym? I think you could eventually learn to jump on the box. I don't think I can do it. I had to tell you, I went it's, to. It's so intimidating. You got to turn into we're, Mac McClung all of a sudden. You're right. We were all born in 1970, so I think EB's 54, but the rest of us are 53 until Jason's birthday mm-hmm. in May. Um, May the fourth be with you. Generally feel <laughs> you'll never forget that. Generally feel pretty old. Yeah, or average, depending on where I am. Yesterday, I felt like a spring chicken. You feel spry and young. You know why? Oh, where where were you where you felt young? Hold on. And it's just the timing of the day I found. Yeah. I went to physical therapy yesterday okay. for my ankle. Yeah. And it must have been the over 70 hour. Yeah. I felt <laughs> like a spring chicken in there. Mm, yeah. Everybody was like, this one lady, she was very nice. Yeah. She was telling me, because I'm friendly cakes, mm-hmm. yeah. and <laughs> people will start talking to me, and I'll sure. talk back to them. Yeah. She's had two hip surgeries, two shoulder surgeries, wow. and I think one knee replacement. Mm. You know where? Here's where I I think I would have felt young had I attended. I, I'm kicking myself for not doing it. I'm going to do it next year. The seniors event at the MGM <laughs> uh, Potomac Winter Poker Open, fifty plus. Mm. So I'm on the, I'm yeah, a, why are you not doing I'm that? On the young, when young is, side when is there. That? It was this past weekend. Oh, I just couldn't make it. But you might have I'll, an advantage. I mean, I'll they might the, not be able to see yeah, the cards. I mean, yeah, hopefully, there's a bunch of eighty-year-olds in the field. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you should crush them. Hopefully, go in and scoop some chips. So I Definitely found out. That although they've been year. playing poker a long that time, that is true. They I, have experience. They on got the side. experience. Jason goes to physical therapy, but I found out at this place they said, "I, I was." I, I said to my doctor because I'm friends with him, and I texted him. I was like, 
I was like, it's a show. <laughs> like spring right. chicken here. I mean, I, it was it was an old crowd yeah, in there. Sure. And he said, well, all the young people, they're like either in school. Yeah. Or they're working. Yeah. <laughs> so they come later in the day. Yeah. So I'm showing up after we're done working. Yeah. That's when the geriatric crowd is in there. I do feel sorry for the PTs that have to work on people's feet. <laughs> do you have to take your shoes and socks off when you're working on your ankle? Uh, she just rolls up my sock for the <laughs> stem. Right. But you, so, you don't, so you don't take the sock. They don't need them. to see my toes. Yeah. No, sock doesn't but come I off. But sometimes I go, walk in there and the PTs are working on people's feet. Oh, man. That would drive me batty. Dude, there was, and I've talked to them about it. They hate it. There was somebody in the in the ballroom sitting sitting next to me at the poker table who had sandals on, and he he was taking his sandals off while he's while he's playing poker. Now, and really, what, walking around the poker room? No, no, he's just sitting there oh, next sitting to me, there, yeah. just shoot like sandals off. Yeah, bare feet. It's a little bit tilting. <laughs> I mean, they didn't smell. They didn't smell. It's just it's just off putting. Like, why are you doing that? Same thing on like airplane. Like people take their shoes off on an airplane. That's gross. Please keep your shoes on. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you're not flying. You're not flying to Australia. You're flying down to Florida for two and a half hours. You I don't can, think I do. But I, I think I probably have on occasion taken my shoes off. Not to walk down the aisle, but let's put me in a window seat. Can yeah. I take my shoes off and privacy my own? I don't think little spot. I don't think that's proper airplane etiquette. Because maybe your your feet are smelly. Yeah, and but they're, they're underneath the other seat. I'm just you, stretching out so I can sleep. So you're you're telling me that your smelly feet aren't going to smell just because you're stretching your feet out underneath the seat of the person sitting in front of you? Sorry. I'm just hopeful that your, my feet aren't smelly. Your feet stink. <laughs> keep them in your shoes, please. I think I keep them on most of the time. Yeah. I mean, can can we act like we're living in a civilized society and keep our shoes on, please? Well, yeah. to me, Some people don't care. Feet, to me, it tilts care. me. In the homes, and we used to, we grew up with the, somebody. When we walked in the house, they said they had a sign about taking your shoes off. Yeah, to me, that's kind of tilting. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm an adult. I can keep my shoes on sure. if I walk in your house. Right. I know Jason likes people to take off their shoes. Mm-hmm. I don't ask him to, but yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it, you're going to follow. It depends. Around the dust I mean, buster. if they're going to be there for ten minutes, yeah. all right, it's no big deal. If you're going to be there all day, mm-hmm. I don't want you walking around my floors. <laughs> but your entrance is like hardwood floors, right? Yeah, I got it's hardwoods. Ha- I feel like hardwoods. But you can get stains on them. <laughs> hardwood stain? I mean, they just do He doesn't it. want he you just... bringing mud into his house. You Believe me, they do. I s- sliding on your my hardwoods dog, with the socks? My dog comes in from outside, and she stains the floor. Yeah. You get I better. I can't, I mean, you get better paw prints all over your floor. I, I mean, if it's raining, I will dry her paws. Yeah. But the dogs usually will have dirt on their paws. Sure. And they track it in. Yeah. It's tilted. <laughs> So take your your shoes off when you come in. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we'll open up Cakes' entertainment page here on the Junkies. During the breaks, the boys are trying to throw a football into a trash can that's yes. about 15 yards away. Yeah, 15 yards is probably about right. 15 to 18 yards, I would say. I think they've been trying it for <clears throat> three or four weeks. Yeah, to no avail. I tried <clears throat> twice during the break. The first one was pretty close, even though Drab... Would have DQ'd it because I guess I stepped over the the imaginary line that we're using mm. to deliver the ball from. Second attempt was trash. Are they throw- I've taken a shot at it a couple times. Like the first time, I actually hit the rim. I mm-hmm. hit the trash can. Nice, but I don't feel like I'm part of the original gang. It's okay, you guys uh, have been doing it for everybody's welcome. Three or four weeks. A- Not that- three or four weeks. Like oh, a week and a half. Thanks, oh. agreed with me. I three about, or four no, weeks. It's probably oh. about two weeks. 
We're going on week two of really. <laughs> You're making um, it sound nuts. Of really trying no, to. No, you guys it. have been doing it longer than. No. It's been longer than this week and last week. I'm calling shenanigans it definitely, on that. It definitely started the week before last week. Okay, whatever. I would it's, say this the, is your okay, third week the, at least. Weeks. Who cares? Who's, what, what are we, <laughs> Who's uh, counting? Yeah, who, what is this, the, the well, Ovi Gold Well, Drabby disagrees oh, with us. Yeah, <laughs> quibble with me. We have to make it this week. I mean, Cakes and I were talking on Friday. We owe it to ourselves to make it this week. We can't go into week three and, you know, God forbid, even a month of not making it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's low-hanging fruit. I mean, it's a wide-open trash can. The, the problem is the ceiling is too low. You can't really put the correct arc on the ball to drop the ball yeah. in in the way you need to. You kind of need to fire it. I told to get Drab, it to where it is. but in my opinion, yeah. you need to start from a lower trajectory because if you want the arc, so you almost got to go from you like get on your knees. I think it'd be better off from your knees. <laughs> I mean, or just you, bend down a little bit. You're certainly welcome because I'm that. just I'm doing some. I was told to do these stupid PT exercises whenever I can, so I've been do, doing them sometimes during the break here, and. Every time I see draft throw, he's hitting the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> the ceiling tiles are eventually going to come down. Well, I mean, who cares? Is there asbestos in the ceiling? I don't care if we knock down a ceiling tile or two in our pursuit of throwing that <laughs> of ball. greatness. In, yeah, we're pursuing greatness here at 106.7 The Fan. Will you be happy? It'll give Roger something to do. Will you be happy down. for Mike Marr if he does of it? Of course. More than you'll be upset that you weren't the guy that I did mean, it. I mean, I'll be a little bit salty that I wasn't the first. What's going to be greater? What do you think, Jason? Would Cakes or Drab or mm. Mike Marr, if one of the other three who've yeah, been yeah. doing this over and over and sure. over again right. for their claiming now, it's just a week. All right. if they Are they going to be happier for their friend? Or more disappointed that oh, they more, weren't the number one guy. Well, I mean, the now, competitive would... <laughs> nature of, of a person will will be more disappointed. But Cakes wouldn't care. I would certainly celebrate it with those other Cakes two dogs if one of them makes it. But in the, in the recesses of, of my brain, I'll be thinking, well, I'm kind of a loser because I didn't get to, to throw the ball into the basket. Is there any sort of monetary incentive? No, none whatsoever. There's it's no just, prize. It's just pride, JP. <laughs> that's, it, rights, that's all. This is being so overblown. Like we take a couple. I'm going to video at- this and put it up on our Instagram page in the next break. You take like two or three cracks at it several times throughout the show. Yeah. So probably my estimate, Valdez, you can weigh in. My estimate would be these guys are taking. 10 to 15 um, shots a day. I think it's, it's been than, a couple less, of weeks. It's less than that. I think, I think one break out of the 12 that we have, they'll spend trying to drop it in the bucket. And that's maybe, I'd say, one to three times a week. I don't think it's oh. as frequent as you as you. I've already claim. seen it two, and we also missed two the, breaks Remember, today. we missed a day because we had a holiday. So <laughs> we're just making up for lost time. That could be the difference. How many times do you think you've thrown the ball at the trash can? I would estimate you've done it since we've hundred times. No, not a hundred. Way, way under. I hate unders too. I'll take the under on that. <laughs> Over fifty. Fifty. Fifty's probably a good number. I'd probably like. I'd say it's your 0 for between 50. forty-five and fifty, and that <laughs> might be aggressive. It, it's not about the competitive. Michael Mars new on the show. It's bonding time out there. We're getting to know each other. Yeah, it's oh, friend it, time. It's just it's just friend time. We're killing a few minutes during the break. It's no, 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 one, I get no, it. no one's trying to uh, be the next Drake May out here. Right. We all realize yeah, we're our, our lot. It's line. not about one up. We're just messing ship. around just for a few minutes. Somebody, somebody needs just to killing sl- time. Somebody yeah. needs to slay that dragon. No, again, we need to wipe out all those stupid cubicles, except for maybe the three or four that are used. Yeah. And have a pool table or a ping pong That's table fine. or something I'd out there. I'd be totally cool with that. That would work for me. Air hockey table. We've been foosball. talking about that for years. 
I know. This Ping pong table happen. to enrage the rooster. All right, what do you People got? So upset. What do you got on the app? Well, first of all, it's sponsored. I can't believe I'm asking. The EP is sponsored. It's driven by BMW <laughs> of Fairfax. Electric vehicles, they're all the rage. EB's guy, Mike Walker, is doubling down by doubling your EV credit. Go to BMWofFairfax.com for all of the details. All right. I've got a good story to start the EP and a horrible story to follow it up. Start good. All right. So we'll start good. Sydney Sweeney is hosting SNL on March 2nd. And just like I did with Kula Bali, I discovered Sydney Sweeney. I'm taking credit. <laughs> because who's Sydney Sweeney? Wasn't she on Euphoria? She was in Euphoria, also mm. in the second episode, second season, I believe, of White Lotus. Okay, so where did you well, discover I saw, her? I saw her. You as, discovered as, her as, before those I discovered, No, I discovered her on White Lotus. Oh, and I was like, okay. oh, she's a little bit silly. Then I was like, oh, she's a little bit young. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little bit hurting. That's how you and like then Valdez pointed out that she has, uh, she has large busties. He pointed that out to me. I didn't, Sydney Sweeney I didn't realize is... that until Valdez oh, showed yeah, me I'm sure. and told me about you're looking it. At her pre- in... You're looking at her pretty smile. That's all I was looking at. Is she in Madame Webb? Madame Webb, yes. I believe. Yeah. Which, by the way. <laughs> That's a bust. <laughs> ma- yeah, like, yeah. Huge bust. Bigger than Sydney Sweeney's yeah. bust. Bust at the box office. Just did when Kevin numbers. gives it a point five. You yeah, know it's yeah, terrible. Run to the hills immediately. Marvel Dra- doesn't. Drabby, you have like hits. Sydney Sweeney? You know why? Now he claims that he's discovered her because she yes, knows, he know. knows she's from Spokane. Oh, okay, right. And I'm calling shenanigans on that. <laughs> so you discovered her what last year when season two? White yeah, Lotus when came out. Way to go, Cake. Uh, Euphoria's been out for like yeah, five yeah, years. Yeah, you haven't seen her banged in Euphoria. I also yeah. Yeah. she's in Euphoria, but I'm too old to watch Euphoria. Although she was raised in Northwestern Idaho, man, she must been raised in the sticks why do i feel like you watched one euphoria episode with your kids like you watched no, some I, crazy I watched any, sex scene no i watched what was it i definitely watched i definitely watched the sex scene <laughs> true detective with my kid that was awkward with yeah. Jodie foster uh but there was a there was definitely another one that i can't quite place at this point Is yeah. it the, it was, was it the white lotus sex scene no you're just talking not, about that it was some not, reason i just remember you I, I thought it was euphoria no it wasn't it was something though that was really awkward yeah and it was i think you said it was, said my, it was like your boy your your son and his girlfriend yeah my son his 19 or 20 year old girlfriend and us just <laughs> sitting in the darkness in my yeah. basement Watching an explicit sex scene, and I'm like, please let this be I'm over. Sure, I'm sure Sydney Sweeney's not hot when she's getting railed out in the bathroom while uh, the guy's girlfriend is waiting for them to come out. Ooh, that is <laughs> that's a sticky wicket. Is that in euphoria? Yeah, maybe maybe I should give it a chance. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, again. So she's hosting. I discovered Sydney Sweeney. All right, right. don't let we'll give it to you. trick you just because know, she's, she's from the Pack Northwest. S- Sydney Sweeney is bringing boobs back. You know, how, he's brought him you, back. Know, you know how like butts were all the rage. <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel like butts were all the rage probably like five years ago. Yeah, having a nice dairy. Art. She's right. bringing the chest back. Mm. How old is she? I think she's twenty six. Mm. Yeah, I think so. Twenty six. I know all too. Right. I know too much about Sydney Sweetie. You do <laughs> blame Drab. <laughs> yeah, yeah Drab. It's your fault. She's it's not, she, your she fault. may not be too young to you. It isn't the rule half your age plus seven. I didn't know that there's a I, rule. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't know that rule. Now, I've heard that before, and then someone was calling in a few Hold weeks on. ago. And Half said his age rule. plus seven is 33. Yeah. Oh, well. She's, yeah. You're out of luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trending a bit too young. So, again. Why do you... I only hear news about 
who's going to host Saturday Night Live, and I never hear anything about the actual show. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up. I watched an episode about a month ago. I can't remember who the host was. But the first three skits were so mind-numbingly bad, awful, (laughs) unfunny. I just turned it off. Well, good. I just turned off SNL. I was like, this is I can't believe you gave it a minute. Now, I'm not anti-SNL. It's not nearly as good, obviously, as, you know, when we were younger, when, you know, like superstars like Eddie Murphy were on (laughs) SNL. Right. Um, But I'll still watch it from time to time. But there were three back-to-back-to-back segments that were so bad that I was just like, maybe I just can't watch this anymore. I've heard Lauren Michael say, too. You theoretically want to start out strong because right. they know a lot of people tune out after the weekend update, which is somewhat in the middle. Yeah. Well, they did it. So if their, first, the bits, th- if their first three skits were terrible. One of the bits was a, uh, a spoof on CBS Today, uh, the NFL desk with James uh, Brown and all, all the jokers that are on that set. Right. And it was. Keenan Thompson's so bad. still on that show, right? Cringeworthy bad. Was He's it? still on the show, yeah. I don't really know anybody who's on the cast. I think uh, Colin Jost and Michael Che. Michael Che do the weekend update. I'm aware of that. There's a lot of people you haven't heard of. Anybody else? Yeah, a lot of young people you haven't heard of. So, do they have somebody playing James Brown, Phil Simms, Yes, Boomer? Yeah, all all of them. them. Yeah, really. And it was pretty terrible. Was it? Yeah, it was bad. All right. So Sydney Sweeney is hosting SNL on March second. So that was the good. Well, here's the bad. That it doesn't get any worse than this story. Oof. It does not get. It's impossible for this story to get worse. All right, so there's death involved. There's death involved. All right, and just the the headline tells you everything you need to know. Mm. Porn star Cagney Lynn Carter killed herself with shotgun in mouth. Oof. That's basically all you need to know. She died by suicide <laughs> this week. According to Cuyahoga County officials, the official cause of death is listed as an intraoral shotgun wound. Mm. Shotgun in her mouth pulled the trigger. So that's horrifying news. If you're a fan of her work, it's been 30, a bad run for porn star. 36. It has been. Yeah. So what's the other one? Porn star? I mean, I know we talked about the Jesse porn star. J- that, Jesse Jane. Okay. I know we talked about the porn star that broke up with... Uh, Jesse Jane, former With the Hot Wings guy, whatever it was called. Oh yeah, the <laughs> Hot Ones. And Sydney Sweeney was a guest on that show recently. In case you didn't know that, JP. <laughs> okay. uh, I know you discovered her. I did discover six her, minutes ago. Hey, I, <laughs> just in I, case you're wondering, I don't think we've ever seen cake so smitten with somebody. <laughs> yeah, like you are. You are over the moon for this. Who is like his, your party of five? This is his yeah. new Jennifer did Love Hewitt. Yeah. Cupid just do bloop, yeah. bloop, arrow. Uh-huh. Um, party of five. That was uh, Lacey Chabert. Oh, yeah, he liked that, the younger though, girl. Jennifer Love Hewitt was the initial, <laughs> right. the initial yes. on Party of Five. And then, I mean, Lacey Chabert was like a little like a little kid on Party of Five. I was more into Lacey Chabert, Mean Girls era uh, yeah, Lacey yeah. Chabert. Let's just get that straight. Gotcha. Okay, we have to. But Sid, but Lacey Sid Chabert is, is in every uh, Hallmark Christmas oh, she movie. she is? I don't, oh. I don't get into those movies. Oh, she's you in, might. She's might in about now. 30 yeah. of them. <laughs> I could now. Jennifer Love Hewitt. I think it was on nine one one or one of these like emergency shows yeah. where she plays a nine one one operator. She she put on some LBs. Well, didn't Jason see three, her in person? She had like three kids. Yeah, I saw her at a restaurant with her entire family. In fact, her husband is from DC. Ah, very good. And went to I think he went to Gonzaga. 
I remember you saying it was in my favorite I know, favorite you're blown spot. away that I know that. My favorite it's spot just, in Malibu. Just, it, right? uh, so yes, that's part of Malibu. your life when you see somebody, you look up where they're from. Oh, I You're big up. into where people are from. Yeah, I like to know backgrounds, correct. And you're friendlier than cakes. <laughs> well, that's, that's <laughs> we, 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 we did establish that. that. Um, here are four movies I'll never watch. The Beatles are getting a four-film biopic series from each member's perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on no, that. No, thank you. Oh, you know what I started to watch, which is really good? I have to say no there. I think I missed the third episode, and my wife got into it. <laughs> the Patriots have a new kind of like last dance thing on on Apple TV or or Apple TV Plus. I think it's Mm. called The Dynasty. Okay. It's really, really well done. Mm, If you like The Last Dance with Michael Jordan, this is about the Patriots dynasty. Yeah. Do I really want to watch a bunch of Patriots porn propaganda? It's hyping up Brady and Belichick. I don't know if I want to watch that. It's really, really well done. I'd rather watch WSOP um, main event final tables from 2008. Like, to me, that's it's telling more, you it's really well done. And my wife even said at the end of the second episode, "Is there another one?" Wow, she likes. And it she's that much. not a big like sports fan. Wow, I'm surprised by that. My my wife would never ask me if there's another episode or show about a sports document. Right? No, she ever wouldn't, wouldn't care. No. Um, last thing on the EP, Machine Gun Kelly has completely tattooed the top portion and arms of his body black wow (laughs) what is he doing i mean i'm cool with tattoos but this is going a little bit too far he had to have gotten knocked out to do that right yeah because that'd be too much i mean you know how painful that would be all right so it's a black and white photo it looks like he just painted to see what it looks like in color yeah that's (laughs) weird uh it looks like the top it looks like he's wearing a half shirt but he's not right like a halter top yeah that's what it looks like there's your EP. I entertained you. I thought you had a Casey Musgrave story. Casey Musgrave is the musical act when Sydney uh, Sweeney, who I discovered, is hosting SNL on March second. Gotcha. There you have it. High horses, money. I don't know. Any, I don't know one song by Casey you've Musgraves. Heard, you've heard her song. I actually don't even know if Casey Musgraves is a boy or a girl. It's definitely a girl. <laughs> and you sleep and on Teddy Swims. I sleep on him too. I think she's from Texas. I think. <laughs> Probably right. Right, that's yeah, is he trying to do like a Black Panther bit? I don't know. What, what is he doing I don't there? know what is going through Machine Gun Kelly's head. Is he covering up terrible tattoos? And it, it appears he's still with Megan Fox, right? I thought they I, broke up, I but think, they were together at the Super Bowl. I think they're still a thing. She looked weird. Well, look at her boyfriend. Of course she's weird. <laughs> Are you shocked? All right, there's your EP. You were all entertained. Good job. All of you. Thank you. And yeah. I will say, I went to a Machine Gun Kelly concert. I was impressed. Do you remember who the opening act was? Of course I do. Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Why were you there? No. I wish I was How there. How did you know that? Because I remember things. Oh, okay. This brain has a weird What did you residue. have for lunch yesterday? <laughs> that tree always gets tripped oh, up. I had uh, chicken parm. All right, good. Silly. Right. You do remember things. Yes. From? Homemade. Oh, look at you. Homemade. Silly. You made homemade chicken parm. Yeah, Sides. I mean, it's not that hard. Pasta. <laughs> That's a, of course you have to have pasta inside right. of chicken parm. Got to take a break. We're the junkies coming right back. A little bit later in the show, we're going to give you a chance to win some great concert tickets on a game show Wednesday. We have tickets to go see Luke Bryan at Jiffy Lube Live. We also have tickets to go see Santana and Counting Crows at Jiffy Lube Live. Ooh. 
Very good. That's a good double bill. We haven't played this in a while. We're going to play the birthday game, and I'm going to give you two right now. Okay. You against Jason. Yes. Is this who's older? No, I want to see who gets the the closest. Guess the age. They both have birthdays. You game, right, Jason? I'm the odds-on favorite. They both have birthdays today. Today is their birthday. All right. Athletes. Hmm. Okay. Steve Francis. Ooh, Stevie Franchise. Ooh. Hold on. Are we writing it down? No, I'm I don't just, care. I'm just doing the math here. How old do you believe Steve Francis turns today? How many candles will he have on his birthday cake cakes? Hold on. Is Stevie Franchise older than us? He's... I'm. This is a grasper. I don't. All right. I really don't know. All right. I've got a number. That's my guess. Fifty-three. You believe he's fifty-three years old? I do. I could be way wrong. Steve Francis. Is? Not older than us. Okay. He is 47 years old, which is oh. what Jason Bishop wrote. He Thank nailed you. it. Nicely done, Jason. Born in 1977. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Apparently, I'm not good at this game. Uh, Terry <laughs> Allen, former Redskins running back. Oh, he had a bomb Ooh. year for the Skins. Didn't he score like 20 or 21 touchdowns one season here in Washington? I think he did. I've now burned the early two 90s. that I wrote down for he the game. He had a m- m- monster year. Have to come up with other ones for Terry this. Terry Allen went to Clemson, correct? Yeah. All right, Terry Allen. All right. All right. I've got it. Terry Allen is 59 years old. I said 51. Uh, Cakes is closer. He's 56, born mm. in 1968, just a couple years older than oh, us. So he's older. Can you give us a t- give us a tiebreaker? This is the tiebreaker. It's for the win, JP. I don't have a tiebreaker. Yeah, got to save some for the... famous birthdays today. All right, today's birthdays. All right, I'll find somebody. That's going to be 25 YouTubers and TikTokers. That's all right. We'll no, still no, no. Yeah. This, this is in the world of sports. You know right. the email, which you probably never pay attention to, that we get? Well, it's amongst many, but sure. <laughs> the daily, uh, what's it called? Uh, the email which you receive every day from, uh, from D. Rhodes. Yeah, I'm sure I, you get that email. No, I, I'm sure I get it. I'm sure I ignore I, it every single day. No, I see it. I just never read it. <laughs> right. right. All right, your tiebreaker birthday. All right. I want it to be somebody good, not too easy. I'm going to get this. I'm feeling it. Feeling it. By the way, Mike Marr, so close to putting the ball in the in the trash oh, basket. The I'm going to I'm gonna have the video of your hit, attempts. A direct hit on the on the trash can. JP did not get video of that. Dude, it looks so good. It did. I, mean, I thought you had it. It stung. I was ready to celebrate with you. Celebrate uh, kind of in a hollow Did the trash can get knocked over? Knocked over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. He's been on the show before. Former Mm. junkies. Many times. Mm. I once misidentified one of his columns on the show from being from a different Bob Ryan. Okay. But we're going with the Boston sports columnist, Bob Ryan. From Boston. Okay. I think I I know his age exactly. Oh, you do? I think I know it. So you looked it up. No, I I haven't looked it up. Well, you looked it up last time we had him on the show, probably. I don't think so. All right. All right. I'm going to write down an age, and I think this is what Bob Ryan, emeritus, Boston Globe writer. I think he's 76 years old. Jason Bishop is the winner. (laughs) He was born in 1946, which puts him at 78 by my math. Oh, sweet. Jason had 77. Best at the game. The you win. Best at the game. You win. I, I can so you see, you're more disappointed than happy. 
I'm definitely more disappointed. <laughs> I know, I but I asked You'll you the same about question about the minutes. football thing. I just said I would, <laughs> I would fake enthusiasm for Drab if he drops the ball in the in the stupid basket. The biscuit in the basket. <laughs> Did you ball? have another Put guest the thrower? In the basket. Uh, Savannah threw during the break. <laughs> she was a little bit off, but it's okay. She's got some work to do. She said she's not. Keep practicing, Savannah. Just keep practicing. You'll probably drop it in there before us. Okay. Yes. Going back to the last segment. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was your chicken parm leftovers? Yes. It was leftovers. Yes. All right, because I, I got a text that made me laugh. It says, you don't know this person. It says, who has chicken parm for lunch? Good uh, Lord. That is a big meal <laughs> that for is lunch. A heavy, <laughs> heavy lunch. Yeah, from leftovers. the night before. All right. Yeah. Yeah, there's, most, there, I mean, most, there's a lot of debate back here because oh, really? okay. yeah, because <laughs> Drab thought that you just made chicken parm no, for your I'm lunch. A, I said it had to have been leftovers. Am I a serial killer? I mean, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> did you no. make it the night before? Or did your wife make it? You, you no, said, I made it. Oh, I made it the night you. before. Um, though I am in a bit of a conundrum today because I have to get my windshield replaced on one of my fleet of vehicles. Uh-huh. And I have to drop it, and it takes like an hour, oh. hour and a half, maybe even two hours. You're just sit. I may have chicken parm for lunch today because the closest <laughs> place to this safe flight repair, safe flight replace, is an Italian spot. Yeah, get some fettuccine oh. Alfredo. So I'm going to drop my lunch. car. I'm going to walk. I think it's 0.5 miles. I'm going to sit down and say, table for one. Right. I'm a loser. <laughs> and I'll probably have more chicken parm. Oh, are you going to for- El-, El Pizzico? <laughs> Is that, is that the place? I don't. I know where the Safe Light Repair is. You're going to that? Place? I don't know. It, that could be the spot. It's definitely. There's so a I'll, bunch of places where, there that you can is walk Is that in Gaithersburg? To. It's like yeah, Durwood, yeah. I think. Durwood. So yeah, yeah, be, but it's like off Goody Drive. Yeah, yeah, I'll be sauntering in. Yeah, Kicks is like Tony Soprano. That place, <laughs> hold up. Let me just paint this out. Glass of let me paint this out. Wine. Yeah, I want you to get some lunch. red wine and some eggplant I mean, parm for lunch. I, honestly, what else am I going to do? I think that place is called El Pizico. Okay, that's fine. pizza, right? Sure. And I'll it's in a plaza. It's in like a small little yeah, plaza perfect. that looks nubs. Like it yeah. looks like a place yeah. that would be by Safe Light Repair. <laughs> so you would think it's kind of a nubby place, but I've heard. But the food's good. Not that the food is I heard it's like kind of a fancy dining place. Oh, really? I have to like wear slacks? Well, lots, of times, look it up. lots of times those are the best restaurants. Those little dive yeah, places. You, might, you know what? I'll give you guys. You might need to check. Yeah. You give, can't wear your tracksuit, Kicks. I'll give you guys <laughs> Uh, a lunch review tomorrow. But right. I'll say this, if if, and I'm pretty sure I know where your Safe Light repair is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. could also walk to Wendy's and McDonald's or right down the street from well, maybe that. I feel like treating myself to a nice <laughs> Italian meal, JP. I think there are a couple of options Ooh, I could get like ve- I could get veal, salt, and mocha. I could do like a pasta dish. I could order some pizza. Bring and if, some you walk, yeah. if you walk in the other direction. Yeah. There's a little plaza that has you know, like Subway and a I, bunch my, of stuff. My lunch plans yeah, are not, taking. He, he they're going to El Pizico. I, think I, I love this idea of cakes just knocking out 2,000 calorie lunches. <laughs> well, as far as I mean, I, I don't think it was a 2,000 calorie lunch yesterday, but I mean, it wasn't like eating a turkey. How did you know? Yeah, you know, Northern Italian food's lighter for you. <laughs> <laughs> How did you cook the chicken parm? <laughs> Please tell me you didn't microwave. This is it. funny. You'll, you'll laugh. Chicken in the microwave is awful. To me. My wife got the recipe from a TikTok video. Oh, really? <laughs> and we watched it. I made it. Turned out pretty good. But how did we you both... warm it up? Oh, microwave. Oh. Microwave. Chicken in the microwave is terrible. It's, I mean, there, it's, there's it's, something to the taste of no, a no, chicken the in only, a microwave. The only food I will not heat up in a microwave, it's heresy, it's sacrilege to do yeah. this, is pizza. 
You have oh. to take pizza and put, slap that in your air fryer. Hey, hey how big how big's the the mountain of parmesan they're going to put on your dish today? <laughs> yeah, I hope it's big. I'm going to tell the guy to just keep going. It's going to look like my dandruff. Just, yeah, just keep, keep Are going. Are you going to get a bottle of wine? I mean, this place is nice on the inside. You ain't get a bottle of wine. It's fine. No, no, table wine. <laughs> I probably won't do wine at lunch. Okay, I mean, like, you're not a wine guy. I right? saved my boozing yeah. for the evening. Hey, are hours. you gonna get a cannoli afterwards? No, I'm not gonna get a. I'm not a big cannoli guy. Is, aren't they stuffed with like free, like uh, yeah, cheese, cheese, like ricotta? Yeah, no, thank you. That's mm-hmm. that's sounds like one of the grossest desserts ever. After after the chicken parm, what would you follow it up with for dinner? Last night. Last night? Yeah. Two beers. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Last night. Veal Marsala. Oh, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> We did Italian because this is something Jason would never do. Went to a pop punk show in Baltimore last night with two of my kids. I was out till midnight. Oh, oh my god! You're in Italy. Italy. No, oh. had, had pizza. Who'd you see? Uh, Neck hey. deep, silly pop punk band from our old producer's favorite country, Welsh. I can't They're believe. I can't believe he went to a concert in Baltimore on a Tuesday night. I did. Why not? Go live your life. Yeah, well, you only live not everybody starts I can't do it. cranking melatonin at 7 p.m. like you so, do. So I, I, just, have, I couldn't do it. I'm going to have more Italian. And have some for, gabagool. For lunch. Have some gabagool. Maybe charcuterie board. And then maybe more Italian. Charcuterie board? Why would you do that? You can get some uh, carpaccio di manzo. I don't know what that is. Calamari picanti. Oh, I like uh, spice. Costini del giorno. Spicy calamari. Sounds good. So I'll give you guys a lunch review tomorrow. Oh, it's hey, a, it's hey, a nice restaurant. What's bigger, the cakes his belly that's stuffed, or the shells that he's going to get for lunch? <laughs> We're building a real comedy pyramid here. I like it. All right, got to take a break. We're the Junkies coming right back. Welcome back, Junkies coming to you live on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980 in the DMV, 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM in Richmond. And we're streaming live on the Odyssey app, wherever you may be. You can take us on the go. You can also watch us on the Monumental Sports Network. Brought to you by Crop Metcalf, official heating and cooling company of the Junkies. I did put up a Junkies poll of the day presented by Van Meter Homes. Mm. A little upset because I was rushing to do this reel during the break. Jason was like, you get over it and I will get over it. <laughs> but I have videos of Mike Marr, Cakes, mm-hmm. And Drab attempting to throw the football into the trash can, which is about 15 yards away. Yeah. I was upset because the video of Cakes, I put it to a song. Okay. Which I think is perfect for the reel. All right. Which is Wasting My Time. Mm -hmm. Yep. Good. The song Wasting My Time. Sure. But it cut off the end of Cakes' throw. Now, Mm. it did not go in the trash can. It's It's not like a cliffhanger. I'll live. But the poll of the day is who makes it first. It's up on Instagram, Sports Junkies Radio. Are you going to vote for Mike Marr? Or Cakesy. Cakesy or Drab. Okay. Okay. I think Mike Marr is probably the early safe money because he's come closest. Just look at the throwing technique. Jason Bishop, I want your expert opinion. (laughs) Who do you think will make this first? I want your film breakdown. (laughs) All right. Commercial break film study. That's what we're doing here. Oh, I don't know. Just switch to another video. (laughs) Oh, okay. Anyway, I couldn't tell. You can vote at Sports Junkies Radio on Instagram. 
and we'll see Travi, if they can actually get the you know, football this world into is full of the trash awful can. people, right? And awful, just idiots. Did you hear about the the employee of District Dogs that oh, I killed did. the I dog? Heard, I heard this story. Yes, yeah, awful story. Beat the dog. Yeah, like, is, is District Dogs the place that flooded and a bunch yes. of dogs drowned? Yes. Is it the same one? I don't know. If it's the I same location. The, isn't there's... there one down here? There's one that's very close to our studio. That's I think the one where mul- the dog died. That's the it, one that okay. the guy killed. So the employee beat the dog. Who knows what the dog was doing? And it died. What yeah, a I mean, moron. That, well, I mean, that guy should go to jail. He should go to jail for 10 years. Yeah, I mean, he should definitely be thrown in jail. Uh, I mean, like I don't for know. For killing somebody's I don't, puppy. I don't know. The puppy, you, too. I don't know how you prosecute that, but I, I couldn't believe that story when I heard it. Well, I mean, it's some form of animal cruelty charge. Well, of like course, he, yeah. I mean, I would assume that employees of District Dog love dogs, most I, of them. I would think most of the employees, Man, like that a, would be a prerequisite for being an employee He there. should be punched in the face a hundred times, I, he I, or she. I tend to agree with you. So early in the show, we had Spencer Carberry, head coach that. of the Washington Capitals. They had a nice 6-2 win last night. Uh, OV now has eight goals in eight games. There was a story that came out a couple days ago where OV talked about retirement Mm -hmm. and it wasn't tied into whether or not he breaks the goal streak. Although one would think, especially the way he's playing, if he gets close that he'll continue to play. But he says when his contract is done, he's out. Which is in three years. End of 20. Is it end of 26? He has two more full seasons after this year under contract. So end of 26. Yeah. Well, he's got 838 right now. 838. He's 57 away from the record. From by tying my, it. By my math. From tying it. If 895 is the record, then yes, 57 okay. away from tying it. And so he's got 16 this year. How many do you think he'll end up with this year? 25-ish? I mean, he's on a heater right now. Like, if you asked me two yeah. weeks ago, I would have said 18 maybe. Now it seems like, yeah, 25. I mean, just based on the, the well, I think 23 to 25 is a good number to land on with his current high They have streak. 28 games left. They have um, okay, 28 games. All right. So, I mean, I can't imagine he's going to retire at, what if he's at, Look, what if he, he's at 893? There's no way. There's no chance. There, it's, again, it is impossible. <laughs> Case gets so emotional on no, this no, topic. But as you look at the numbers, say he plays the next two seasons and he winds up, say, even 10 or 12 short. Yeah. You think he's really going, you think he's really going to retire and walk away when he's, Ten goals no, away from Gretzky, like Ted Leonsis is going to say, you can't walk away. You need to. You need to stay and break the record here with the, with the Washington Capitals. So he'll tack on another year on his deal. We'll pay him ten million, eleven million, whatever the going rate is, and then Ovi will break the record in that third season if if he needs it. He I can, tend to agree with break, you. He could break it in the next two seasons potentially if he. Ends the season on so a heater he, like this. So if he gets twenty, you're not get, saying next season. If he no, gets, I'm saying within the two seasons left on yeah, his yeah. current. If he deal. gets to twenty five goals this year, that means he'll be at forty eight. He'll need forty eight to tie. And that's very doable. So he's twenty five per season. Correct. But this if is he, my but only if thing. Cakes. The only way he's going to retire is if he's got a like a career ender. He's not going to retire a if career he's, ending injury. Well, I mean something serious yeah. where it's going to take yeah. too long to get back. Right. He, he wouldn't. He's definitely going to play until he breaks it. I, I, I think so. My only scenario where he could retire before breaking the record is, let's say he didn't have this heater, right? 
And he played the entire season like he did the first half of the season, right. the pre-Dubai trip. Because mm-hmm. the Dubai trip, when he met up with Wayne Rooney, yeah, I need, he came back a different I man. Need what, I need whatever Obi got in Dubai and whatever TJO she got in Minnesota. Oh, yeah. I need I need that cocktail in my life, like, immediately. But let's say I he had some of that. All right, the first half of the season, which was actually more than half, it's right. like 50 games, right? He, he, he wasn't even at double digits mm-hmm. in goals. Right. I think he had eight goals. Yep. If he did that again and finished the season with 14, 15 goals, yeah. and then next season the first half at eight or nine goals mm-hmm. right. and ended with 14 or 15, I do think the great ones at some point say, this is below my standard. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go out like this. And you just walk Could away. Could he potentially do that? Sure. But if he's 6, 8, 10, 12 goals away after the next he's two gonna seasons He's going to play one more year. They'll sign him I to just, a one-year deal. I, mean, and he'll, yeah. I would be I would completely agree. just sideswiped and beside myself if he didn't come back to get the record at that point. Yeah. Like, you ha- like, he has to come back and get it if he's 10 away. He has to. Can't walk away. Can't walk away from the greatest single season, single uh, Damn, he's played 14 career games. accomplishment in the NHL's history when you're that close to it. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think he's, his competitive gonna... nature, like what he would just, he would have now, to go Now, back. is it possible that he really has bad starts to the next couple of years and he only has eight or nine goals? I guess. But we thought that this year and he's on a roll. Right. So I think that 25 is probably a good number for each season. 20 to 25. Trust me, I I was having some doubts but now I'm feeling. I was feeling bearish. Now I'm back to bullish. Back to bullish. I'm over. All right, but what if he goes on another cold streak and he only ends up with twenty? Well, then I'll flip back to bearish. Yeah. I'll just flip flop. But right What's now, what's he at right now? Fifteen. Sixteen. Sixteen goals. Yeah. Sixteen goals uh, in fifty-one games. He's played fifty-one. He's not going to get to thirty. No, I wouldn't think so. I mean, if he gets a goal a- every other game, you get to thirty. He had two last night. Got that last one with like 20 seconds left. He ain't going to get a goal every other game. By the way, 57 breaks it for him. Oh, 57 breaks it. Because Gretzky's at 894. Ah, He needs to get to 895. So 895 is the number. Yep. Okay. 57. 57 away. We tick, tick, ticking them down. We have to do the Chasing 895 feature before the show is over, by the way. Give you some audio, a little extra audio in case you missed it last night of Ovi potting not one but two. Kind of sleeping on Connor McMichael potting two goals last night, too. Right. Had a great Ovi's game. goals we were both in the third period, right? Who's Ovi's? Yeah. Yeah, they had a four-goal outburst in the third. Yeah. Which so is 24 nice. games left. Right. I'm sorry, 28 games left. Mm-hmm. Nine Just goals. Just give him like t- nine or ten. Nine goals He'll in be at 28 26. games. That's very doable. Then he needs to get 47 in the next two seasons. Yeah, then I'll be paying you 100 bucks. I mean... It's less. It's less about the hundred dollars coming to me uh-huh. than it would be about the thousand dollars coming from me to you. <laughs> right. That's what I. I just. I just can't have happen. Especially because it, it would be the double whammy of I'm down a grand and Ovi doesn't get. the I record. might give you a break if he doesn't get the record. You might just have to take me to a really nice dinner. Italian. Take <laughs> Yeah. Give them all kinds of free plugs. We'll, we'll go to the most expensive Italian in, sure. in DC. That we'll, could work. I can make that happen. But I think, uh, like like Keg said, if he's, you know, 10, even 15 short, he's playing another season. I would think. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And Jason's 
Right. The uh, only thing would probably take him down, like if he tore his ACL, right, right, tore his Achilles, and then if he missed it the whole year, that, that could be it. But I, I don't I doubt that's going to happen. I just, I mean, he's played fourteen hundred games. I'm, I'm going to jinx him here. I don't foresee him having another cold start to the season in either of the next two seasons, like this current season. I just don't see him limping to seven or eight goals at the halfway mark of the season. I find that it's hard to believe, shocking. but he's getting older. Not getting. Older. I I know he's getting older. What's I'm the well shooting aware? percentage at now? Because mm-hmm. that was the most jarring thing is with the shooting percentage for the for most of his career was I want to say thirteen to fifteen percent. Yeah, I don't know. And maybe it'd come down a little bit, but this year it was like five percent. It was a precipitous fall. I don't care. I don't care about that stat one iota. All I care about is the the G, and then I look down and see what number he has at the underneath the G. He That's is, all I care about. He is at nine percent on shooting percentage. Yeah, so it's gotten back up to a more normal range. Right. Just get for to, him, it's still you know what Strom- average. Stromer's is. Is he like 18? 17 and a half. Ooh, yeah. that's high. Stromer's having an effing good year. When he year. takes a shot, he's got a good chance of making it. You know what? Yeah. Or will we just get to you get to 25 or 26? Pretty good. Now, it's not OV standards of, you know, pouring in 50, yeah, mid-40s. But yeah, but he's almost 40. Yeah. Cakes, what would you rather have? 10 more OV goals the rest yes. of the season. Yes, or? But the Capitals do not make the playoffs, or zero OV goals. Oh. Caps make the playoffs. And this test, this test, my loyalty. I know what I'd like. Um, he knows he's supposed to say that the Caps make the playoffs, but oh, deep down he wants the OV goals. It's really it's vexing me terribly. I'd rather the Caps make the playoffs because I'm such a liar. I'd rather you are Caps, the king no, of the white lies. No, I'd rather You're lying. Cap, no, here's why. I'd rather the Caps make the playoffs. He scores zero goals. You know why? Because he's just going to get to the record anyway. Correct. He's going to get there. And he's not He's not going to just That's why go back to, to Russia to when he's 10 goals short of Gretzky. I refuse to believe that. A little bit later in the show, we'll give you a chance to win Luke Bryan tickets and tickets to go see Santana and Counting Crows in concert on a game show Wednesday here on the Junkies. So I saw this story yesterday and immediately thought of cakes and how much money it would take. Okay, yes. That's usually where these type of discussions devolve okay. into. Yep. Let me hear it. And I thought of your anti-NASA okay. takes. <laughs> yes. So NASA is looking for volunteers to live in a Mars simulation for <laughs> a year. Oh. <laughs> Sounds horrible. It does. Oh, so that they're they're going to pretend to be Matt Damon stuck on Mars for a year. Basically, that sort of deal. Right, but they're not going to be on Mars. Know, they're going to be here. Yeah, yeah, it'll be in like some like warehouse in Houston or wherever. I mean... Yeah, right. So still, they're that calling would, that would for still suck. four <laughs> volunteers. Now, none of us would be qualified because I think you need to have an engineering or a math degree. <laughs> okay, well, I've yeah, I, neither. <laughs> how, about a, how about a guy with a mass comm degree? Here's what they're looking for. <laughs> they need one of those guys? They're looking for healthy, motivated. Okay. Probably out right there. <laughs> U.S. citizens. Okay. Or permanent residents. Who are non-smokers? Okay, I I fit that bill. Barely fit this. Thirty to fifty-five years old, <clears throat> and proficient in English for effective communication. Okay, we host a talk show. Yeah, I could do that between crewmates and mission control. Okay, mission control. Hey, we're still stuck in this warehouse that you're pretending is Mars. Hey, Everything's all good. You could still play fantasy football. It's true. 
But how would I? How would I do the? Dr- you could the dr- still play how I, online. How would I co-draft with Mikey if I'm stuck in? <laughs> if I'm stuck in my Mars bubble, I don't text back and, and forth. And he's out in Poolsville. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's a good a, question. It's a great question, actually. So we you're going to be? We could zoom. You would. You'd be living in a 1,700 square foot 3D printed habitat. <clears throat> a 3D printed habitat is where I'm living. <laughs> Based at NASA's Johnson Space Center in Houston. Kill me already. You lived in Houston for a while. I lived in Houston for a summer. The habitat's called the Mars Dune Alpha. It's, it simulates the challenges of a mission on Mars, including resource limitation, equipment failures, communication delays, and other environmental stressors. <laughs> you would have to simulate spacewalks, okay. robotic operations, habitat maintenance, exercise, and crop growth. So, yeah, you got to do like Matt Damon in The Martian. Okay. I have What's my your number. figure? I have my number. This one year, you said, right? One calendar year, and I can't leave? Correct. I'm stuck there for an entire year. Correct. I'm going to guess right. your number. Hold up, and I'll put my number underneath. All right. I have a number. I think it's a reasonable number. I'm going to guess Now, they're Cakes taking volunteers. All right. Right. Somebody's, I'll write one down. Somebody's volunteering to do this uh, for a year. I'll go down. I hold would up. not be a Tennessee volunteer. I would need to be compensated. I'm going to guess. Hold up. I'm going to guess Jason's number. Why don't you guess the, uh, everybody's number? Right. Okay. Okay, sure. All right. All I right. got mine. All right, I've got my number. Now we'll do Jason's and JP's. All right, I'm in, and I have. I guarantee yours is going to be lower. You'll probably do it for five hundred bucks. The thing is, you would be away from your family for a year. I got my numbers. All right, let's guess cakes first. I have. I'm guessing cakes needs five million dollars to do that. I'm guessing higher. Um, Ten. What is your number? Time cakes? for the reveal. Yep. This may shock you. To go to Houston, where you oh, did live for a year. It's going to be lower than that. You, you fumbled the ball it's in the hot be tub. Two million. I did. <laughs> what are you going to do? Three million dollars gets it done. Oh, I need more. Now tax free. Three million dollars. Right, let's like let's, a, let's like do Jason. Bank account. My guess for Jason is ten million dollars. I'm. I lowballed him for whatever reason. I think he would do it for one and a half million. What? <laughs> Ran, that's a random seven number. Million. Seven million. Yeah, I need seven million. Seven Overbid million. on wow. both you guys. You're, you're, you're more than double my price. Correct. Right, so, mm. so guess million me. Million and a half. Are you uh, kidding I put me? JP 400K gets it done. 400K for, for a less year? Less than a half million. No, I, I, say, I would say a million bucks for him. $3.5 million. Oh, no. <laughs> you would charge more than I would? Yes. Man, I was wrong with my price. I need I need to up this figure immediately. That's one year away from your family, away yeah. from everybody. Yeah, you're on Mars. Okay, it's a simulation. Can yeah. you imagine how long the days would seem? What about Don't worry, not days? Haven't you seen The Martian? Souls, whatever it is. S O L S. Matt and Matt, <laughs> yeah, how much? Like, like you're s out of luck being stuck in this stupid warehouse in Houston. Uh, a million, probably, maybe even half a million. Jeez. I'd still like to get my Odyssey paycheck as well, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't lose that, but this would all be bonus. It's like a social experiment. Well, what yeah. happens if you have to go to the doctor? I'm sure they have one. They send. Yeah, they, yeah. they send, send one. Yeah. They send one there. They have a Mars Mars doctor in there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> in space probably suit. one of the four. If it's a true simulation, they're not going to come in there and save the day. They're not, not going to let you die. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they sim. You got to have a die. If yeah. you're having a heart attack, they're not going to be like, oh, well, you're boned because you're. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the four. One of the four is a silly doctor. 
No, that's not how it would work. Okay, I don't think. if that's the case, then I think then you would. Sure. Be, if you were, if you had a heart attack, you're going to the hospital. I, right. I, I'd be more concerned about uh, going crazy. Yeah, the claustrophobic. No, not, not claustrophobic, but just my brain turning into mush, going in, insane. Like, like The Shining, almost. Yeah. Am Am I allowed? Like, do I have a laptop for? Can I see flops? No. My like, guess not, is you're on Mars. <laughs> you're on Mars. <laughs> You can't, no silly you, can't multi-table, you can't multi-table can't, in Mars. Hold on. I can't watch Netflix in there. No. <laughs> of course. You, you think they're not watching Netflix on, 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 on the watching, ISS or They're watching True Detective. They've got something. I've seen like those Super Bowl calls where somebody's yeah. floating oh. in space and they're talking to somebody. It's a lot of books. Books are okay. Books are yeah. fine. Like I'm just it, saying, like you can't take you can't take your iPad down with like a you know what? the entire season of that, look, of the Office. If they said you got to spend a year, you can't have like TV entertainment or movies. I guess I would suck it up because I never read anymore. It would yeah. be like it'd be my year of reading. I would just catch up. What's, know, a what's, lot of reading I haven't done. What's the Mars gravity situation? I don't know. Is it similar I, to Earth? Or is it like the moon where you can jump like crazy? No. <laughs> Again, I have to draw from watching The Martian Matt, with Matt Damon. Yeah, it was Earth. Um, I, I thought v, I thought Venus were, was much closer to gravity. It just has all the poisonous gases. Well, i got to believe it's I also mean, hotter. If if you say so. A lot so, hotter. You sound like you know what I don't you're know. talking about <laughs> with, with Venus and the poison gases. Don't you, don't you guys remember that um, like 10 years ago they had an application process. They wanted people to sign up to go to Mars. Yes. A one-way trip. Right. A one-way yeah, trip. Yeah. You're going and you're not coming back. Yeah. Doesn't it take like a year to get there? A year. A year. You keep thinking it takes yeah. one year. It takes more than a year to get to Mars. Yes. I think it takes more than a year. 200,000 people signed up for a one-way trip to Mars. <laughs> God, they're stupid. I'm sure they're happy in life. Now I need to figure out how long it takes to get All to right, Mars. All right, Mars is 38% of the gravity of Earth. So you'd have more hops. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So if you're a 200-pound dude, you would be 76 pounds on Mars. Oh, a one-way trip to the Red Planet would take about nine months. Okay, less than a year. You guys are killing me. I thought it was way more than a year. How would I know? How do I know how so, far hold on. Mars So not is? only not only do you have a year at Mars, you have the travel time. To and from. <laughs> yeah. 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 You thought it was bad driving to Hilton Head. Yeah. You yeah. traveled more than Bickle. I did. Do you know how upset the Jessica Chastain and the crew were when they, they heard they had to go back and pick up that goofball Matt? Uh, I remember that. Yeah. According to added a lot of so time essentially, to the trip. So to essentially, this story, it's a three-year trip. Yeah. No, no. According to this story from Space.com. It's a good website to get a in A round on. trip. If you want to get a round tripper, it would take about 21 months as you need to wait about three months on Mars to make sure Earth and Mars are in a suitable location to make the trip back home. Oh, How does that make any sense? You you just have to make sure they're in the right spot in the, in the, the right or, The right orbit. Yeah, orbit and rotation kicks. Yeah. I don't, Ever heard of that? I have heard of that. Are you that. flat earther? That's way, way above my pay grade. I thought, I thought you could just get to Mars, refuel, and fly right back. Apparently I'm wrong. There's a gas station there. Well, how? I mean, how are you gonna? I don't know. There's refueling. <laughs> you have to have you stock, fuel. You stock your fuel. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. no refuel. Yeah, there's no, yeah, that's true. no silly shell. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> you know what? They wouldn't want me in their Sim Mars spot in Houston. I don't think I'd make the cut. Almost aging out of it already. I mean, I, I literally know nothing, but don't you only need a little boost to get off the ground? 
in Mars, and then you get sucked into orbit and slingshot back. <laughs> no but, idea. But then, don't you need more boost to get back to the Earth's orbit? Hold on, you're talking. Are you? Are I mean, you saying that all you need to do is get a little head start? Yeah, get a little head start. Well, I don't think you're using a rocket. Then you're yeah. not using a blaster the entire time in space. You're no, just you're you're getting not. up into orbit and letting the wind take you. I, the wind. I don't know. You're sailing. <laughs> all I know is Matt Damon was very upset when they stripped down the whatever the vehicle he was going in. They said. You don't need all this extra weight in here. We're just going to put a tarp over the top of it and blast you up off the surface of Mars so they can pick you up in the middle of space. I'm what sure was he making doable. there? Potatoes? Yeah, he ate potatoes. He's growing potatoes. It's the, only, it's the only way he survived. Would you have to do that in the simulator, too? <laughs> Probably. I don't know. It says the tasks include simulated spacewalks, robotic operations. Boring. Habitat maintenance. I've got plenty guessing, of bots on my Twitter. I don't need to. Get, I don't need to live in a you know, fake Mars. The only thing bots. I could do out of that is a, a spacewalk. <laughs> but again, you're not even qualified because they're nope. looking for a master's degree in a STEM field such as engineering, mathematics, <laughs> or biological, physical, or computer science. You know what that means? That means that the planet's inhabited by a bunch of nerds. <laughs> Don't they, they need some funny people there on there. many ways hey, we're not qualified. I went to a science and tech uh, high school. Does that qualify me? No. Probably not. You didn't not. even have a 3.0. <laughs> You're right. Hey, they don't, need to know. they don't need to know that. And, hello, I can lie on my application. My kids join on me so much when I've told them what I got in high school. Yeah. Like, you didn't even have a 3.0? Yep. <laughs> it's like, it's it's a tough high school. Different era. Different time. That's right. Tougher grading. They hand out A's like candy now. Tougher classes. I think we had Zoom classes back in, back in 1987. No chance. I took AP chemistry. Failed it. <laughs> I took AP chemistry. Actually passed it because I might have cheated. <laughs> I definitely cheated. I might have. Oh, that's definitely the class where I remember. I don't want to say her name. Yeah, yeah. Mrs. H yeah. gave you the hairy eyeball. When she passed a test back to you, a makeup test, yeah. because you somehow rocketed <laughs> from like a 30 to See, a 95. I didn't know how to cheat correctly. Like, I scored like a 20 on the first test. And then instead of like getting the answers, which I might have had, I might have had a hookup. Instead of getting like a 75 or an 80, yeah. I scored like a 98. <laughs> I had the biggest yeah. improvement ever. You had no cheating governor. Yeah, it was just dumb. <laughs> she knew I cheated, but she couldn't catch me. How did you get a didn't 20 have, on a test? She didn't have the goods. A 20? How did you get a 20? Go look at an AP chemistry Well, book. I mean, you, I, you, even if you study for a little bit, you're yeah. going to get better in a 20. Well, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> we were busy playing ping pong. Yeah. Hey, actually, how how are you allowed in AP Chemistry? I, that's a great question. I should not have been allowed in that class. We had to pick a the, the, ba- the crazy thing about our high school is <laughs> yeah. no, we had to pick a major. So it was either going to be you had to either be a biology yeah. major, right? Which I think Cakes was a bio major, right here, <laughs> physics major, or engineering. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't do either of those. So I said I'm going to be a bio major. So the deal is, Cakes and I got into a magnet high school to avoid the high yeah. school which we would have had to smart go to. All these. So we got in, but then we realized we sucked at science. Yeah, we're bad at. And as soon and as Cakes I got, tapped out of like the math early. As soon as I got there, they said, "Here is the decelerated math course," and I said, "Sign me up for that." And then I promptly got D's in geometry. Geometry, which is supposed to be the easiest. Because you didn't want to go to Bowie High School. 
Or Largo. Largo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was Largo. Yeah. You guys were in the Largo district? Yes. Correct. Hey, I was in the Duval high school district. <laughs> yes, Thank God were. I got into DeMatha. <laughs> that was your landing spot. Takes and I went to the DeMatha orientation. But then we got into Silly Roosevelt yeah. and said, bye-bye. I saw uh, Gerard Mustaf walking around, palming a basketball, and he was allegedly the same age as me. Like, that, he doesn't look anything like me, that guy. He looked a little bit older. He <laughs> hey, wasn't, though. I just don't think. a little bit. <laughs> hey, let me tell you about Main Street Bank. You can okay. bank local and cheer local in business. Every day is game day. Business is always moving up or down, but never still. That's why the Main Street Bank team treats every day like game day. Main Street Bank is a business-focused community bank, proudly serving the DMV since 2004. Visit mstreetbank.com to learn how to put our team in your office. Main Street Bank, member FDIC, equal housing opportunity lender. All right, it is a game show Wednesday brought to you by our friends at MGM National Harbor. Yeah, the Potomac Winter Poker Open is ongoing right now. Come out for the main event. I'm playing it Friday. Uh, it's a $1 million guaranteed, $1 million guaranteed tournament. Starting Friday. There's a flight on Friday and one on Saturday. And my event, the Cakes Classic, 4 p.m. Saturday night. Mm. Please come out. Oh, it's a Saturday night special, the Cakes Classic? It is, yes. It certainly is. Didn't you have one in February? (laughs) Yes, but the second of the month. It's part of the the big tournament series, JP. Very nice. We're going to play the birthday Mm -hmm. game for your chance to win tickets to go see Luke Bryan or Santana and Counting Crows. You can call in now at 800 636-1067. 636-1067. Give us a call on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. You will challenge a junkie. And if you're closer to the birthday than we are, you will win said prize. But I believe we got to uh, do the OV bit. We will do that shortly. As soon, oh, you're as, soon as, as soon as I get the read, I'm, I'm happy to launch into the OV bit. Gotcha. I need gotcha. the official read. All right, people can call in 800-636-1067. Um, did you guys see the Washington Post story about the arena yesterday? I think there's going to be updates. Like we're talking uh, about the draft like all, every yeah. day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, different every week. I don't know if this is a big deal, but supposedly the um, labor unions yeah. out on the new arena. Right. They're saying the wages of the workers will be too low. I, I, I don't is that know. a big deal? Apparently for them it is. Mean, no, I mean, if the labor unions are out, can you overcome that? I don't know. I mean, it sounds like a negotiation it seems tactic like there's, to me. It seems like there's roadblocks everywhere you look. Yes. But, you know, you listen to the monumental people and they right. say, it's going to happen. Right. So it's, just, it's kind of a wait and see. They're confident like I am that Ovi's going to break uh, Gretzky's record. Right. They have confidence. Yeah. Renewed confidence. I have I, you were shaking for a while. I, I was wavering for a bit. I, I was having some doubts. But now my faith has been restored in humanity Good. with Ovi's, Ovi's heater of late. Good night right, we're going to chase 895 shortly. Yes. Why don't we punch up our first contestant? Very simple. You challenge Junkie in the birthday game. If you are closer to the age of the celebrity, then you'll win the prize. Who guesses first, the caller or the junk? Ooh, that's a good one. JP will decide. All right. He's the arbiter. How about we let the caller decide? That works, too. Caller decides if they go first or second. Dealer's choice to the caller. Yes. I, like I, think, it. I think it's easier if you go second. But yeah. Okay. All right, let's punch up our first contestant. Uh, Roy is in Shenandoah on line one. What's up, Roy? Good morning, fellas. 
Roy, who do you want to challenge in the birthday game? It's got to be me, Cakes, or Bish Bucks. Cakes. Oh, he's going for the, he's going for the right. easy mark. All right, Cakes. All right. Uh, and he's Ro- taking a lot of heat this week. And Roy's going to guess first. Uh, he's going to choose whether ah, he'll okay. go first or second. All right, good. But this is information for both of you. He's mm-hmm. taking a lot of heat this week. In fact, Drab pummeled him. The commissioner of the NBA, Ooh. Adam Silver. How mm. old do you believe Adam Silver is? How old is that? Roy, do you want to take Silver. the first guess or do you want to listen to Cakes first? First guess. First guess, Roy. 61. We have a winner. Adam wow. Silver is 61 years old. Wow. Stay on the line. We'll hook you up with two How tickets to go see Brian. I didn't even get a shot at it. Mind of a Country Boy Tour 2024, Saturday, June 22nd. Comes to Jiffy Lube Live. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more event info, visit thefandc.com slash events. Courtesy of Live Nation. What did you write down, Cakes? Nothing. I didn't have a chance. I was what would say, you like, guess? I was going to guess like 67. Yeah, I thought he was much older. I would have been older. up there, too. Because he's, thought, a, he's a pale, ghostly figure that looks old to me. <laughs> I agree. Looks like a ghoul. Yeah, good, good for him. He's only 61. Wow. I'd say bad for him in a way. Yeah, you know what? Wouldn't you rather look younger than their age? Of course. Who wants to look older than their age? He needs a little bit of sun. Like, uh, sun, you know, like, it's going to pummel you. It's going to give you skin cancer if you get too much of it. But he needs a little dose. He's always in his office trying to figure (laughs) out what to do with the All Star game. He's like the pastiest guy that I can think of right now. All right, do we have somebody else? All right, let's go to line six. Mike is in Bethesda. Mike, you're on with the junkies. What's going on? Mikey. Excellent. Hello, Mike. Mike, who do you want to challenge? Cakes, me, or Bish? Bish. Mm. All, right. All right. You know what, Cakes, did you come up with one? No. I, but I, I, I can. Okay. I used this one on Jason already, so it would be cheating. Um, no, don't, don't use that one. Just right. punch up anybody. Wiki, anybody. All right. Charles Barkley. Mike, do you want to guess first, or do you want Jason to go first here? Uh, I will go first. Okay. Chuck Barkley. Um, 61. Man, well, that's, a, that's a good guess. <laughs> He's, 61? He's 61 he, years wow. old. I was going to guess. The same age I as Adam I actually was going to guess 61. Hey, wow. congratulations. You've won two tickets to see Santana and Counting Crows. Won this tour 2024. That comes to Jiffy Lube Live Thursday, June 20th. Tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more event information, Visit thefandc.com slash events, courtesy of Live Nation. The only reason I went with Charles Barkley is I was flipping around the stations last night, and on NBA TV, mm-hmm. there was a sit-down, uh, I mean, it's old, of Charles with Dr. J. And for some reason, Jason had Dr. J in his selections. Mm-hmm. Do you know how old Dr. J is, Cakes? Dr. J, I with Julius Irving By the is... way, he, his birthday is tomorrow, so he's... Okay, so if... Barkley is 61. Mm-hmm. Dr. J, I'm going to put him on. Dr. Julius Irving is 72 years old. Pretty much nailed at 73. Okay. Turned 74 tomorrow. Okay. Good for him. Dr. J. Silly. Very good. When's the last time we had two contestants back to back and actually nail it? These guys just never dialed in. And I said guessing seconds better. Right. <laughs> I guess they not. They both nailed it on the first try. All right, it's time now for Chasing 895. Who 
Who said Ovi was washed? Certainly not me. The great eight is on an absolute tear. Last night against the Devils, Ovi netted two more goals and a 6-2 win for the Caps. Ovechkin scored his second goal on a power play in the final moments. 6-2 final, tapping in a pass from Stromer for his 16th goal of the season and his eighth this past eight games. Buck far wing to Oshie, who will carry it in. Right side, centered to Strom, and a shot attempt, rebound, Ovechkin scores! It's a two-goal night for Alex Ovechkin, his 16th of the year, goal 838, and the Capitals have a 6-2 lead. Chasing 895 is presented by Main Street Bank. Cheer local, bank local. Put their team in your office. Visit mstreetbank.com for more information. Thank you to John Walton for the call, as always. By the way, did Drab make the uh, trash can shot? I heard during the break. There's controversy. He seems to think that he skimmed the wall, which would DQ Uh. the throw. But, I mean, I was standing very close to the trash can when it went in. I didn't seem to... See it hit the wall. So he DQ'd himself. I think he was just shocked and couldn't believe that he made it. I think that could be it. Because he sunk it. He was the underdog so far on the Instagram poll. Sports Junkies Radio. Mike Marr, the favorite. Cakes Cakes, the second favorite. Drab. They gave you no respect. The underdog. (laughs) JP will throw anything up for engagement. (laughs) I mean, he really will. Doesn't matter. First of all, the comments are tilting me. We're flicking a mini football 15 yards down a hallway. I mm-hmm. think that's you know really... What? What are Why are the comments tilting? A bunch of Joe Burrows are chiming in. I, it wouldn't tilt you, JP, if everyone says you throw like a girl? Yeah. Right. All that? Of course. I mean, come on down here and challenge me to a throwing contest. Uh, there's there's throw the like there are going to be 20 guys up front. <laughs> right. well, I'm just giving I, the old thanks for listening. <laughs> that's your bet. It's not my bet. I get angry. Yeah. Right. I'm the same <laughs> way. <laughs> It's fine. People are going to Joan. It's just it's part of the business. It's part of the deal. So you're not taking a victory lap. It continues. I think it, the quest continues. I told you, it wasn't in a competition. We were just having fun. They're just killing time between yeah, seconds. Time. You want you want everything to be a gold medal it's competition. Just camaraderie. We're just screwing around. What competition do I have? I got none. <laughs> you posted and said who's going to make it first, and then you created a poll. None of us were interested in that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm not part of the competition. I know. There was, the competition. there was a reason why you weren't part of it, because you make everything uh, uh, fight to the fit to death. To, you know, uh, we're going to fight to the death. Look how, I don't look, know. Look how bitter he's getting. Find examples, because I don't have any uh, show competitions. You guys do $1 bets every day. Uh, last week, we don't do enough of them, by the way. Last week, the cookie challenge. That was just a brand name thing. Everything's, a, everything's a competition. <laughs> I don't know what the competition in that one was, but. You know, you can go ahead and be Rick at the comments. I didn't put the comments. No, no, you put the content. Yeah, content creator. Well, you know you're going to get negative comments. Well, Travis just still upset that I discovered Sydney Sweeney, and he didn't. He still can't get over it. Some point he will. Some point he'll. You can have her. You have that talk with Amy. Man, he's on tilt from the comments. He should be happy. He made the first. Football into the trash can. I don't, I don't think it skimmed the wall. I think I think it was a clean throw. But I, again, my vantage point wasn't the greatest. He did celebrate by coming in here and pummeling some frosted flakes, which he did say he was not going to have. Mike Mar is the king no. of bringing in cereal every day. Oh, it's a different type of cereal. He has Fruit Loops. He's got frosted flakes. He's got uh, stuff with marshmallows in it that I don't even know what it is. Like uh, that guy loves his sugary cereal. Good Love for it. him. He's the king. 
All right, Cakes, enjoy your Italian food for the 100th straight By meal. By myself. Chicken you parm for a second day in a row. Yeah, I no, Actually, third day. you got to get something better than that there. <laughs> All right, for Bish, Cakes, some JP. We'll see you tomorrow. Be Mitch and Finley next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 